Blog Talk Radio. The 305, the 954, the 561, sunshine, beautiful beaches, and majestic water views. You can go boating and you can go fishing. You can play golf and you can play tennis. Great restaurants all over the place. The best nightlife in America. It's one of the most magical places to live in the world. Unless. Unless you're a failing football coach at the University of Miami. Here we are on a Tuesday night at the end of the first week in October. The Miami Hurricanes are essentially already out of the ACC conference race. They are again irrelevant in college football. Their defensive schemes are getting assassinated yet again. A recurring theme of an Al Golden era that is now in year four. Yes, you have seen this before and you've seen it more than once. And now the wrath of South Florida has come crashing down on Al Golden because he is failing miserably and for some reason is digging in his heels, refusing to give himself a chance to be a successful coach at the higher levels of college football because he simply won't change what he is doing and what is not working. The sanctity of the U brand is starting to hang in the balance. Miami football is getting assassinated in forums throughout the country, a laughingstock on social media. None of it makes any sense until maybe tonight when the Canes Nation comes together for up to three hours of therapy on the People's Show, Cane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and welcome to Rock Bottom. You have been here before. It is not a fun place to be. As always, this is your show, and it will be driven by your participation. We have 60 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and weigh in and participate. The call-in number, as always, is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. As usual, we ask members of canesport.com, to post their questions and thoughts that they would like to see addressed on tonight's show, and here's some of what they came up with. With Clive Walford graduating next year, who's going to help Standish Dobard pick up the slack at the tight end position? What is going to change with Al Golden in charge in the next year or two to turn this program around? Is it a two, a three, a four-year plan? When is the breakthrough finally going to come? Mark D'Onofrio hasn't had linebackers and safeties playing this deep in his previous three years as defensive coordinator. Now, with the best secondary in his tenure, they're playing deeper than ever. Why? With the loss of Duke Johnson, Denzel Perriman, Philip Dorsett, Eric Flowers, and others going into 2015, the next season that will now matter, can Miami possibly be better next year? Will the recruits stick around for 2015 if this team doesn't get its act together and finishes 6-6 six and six or 7-5? and five? So, so much to talk about that and more tonight on Kane Sport Live. Sure to be a, an animated show. Like I said, we're, we're planning to be on up to 11 o'clock tonight, hoping to give everybody a chance to get on that wants to get on. Please keep your points and thoughts as, as direct and to the point as possible. Try not to get long-winded so that we can let as many people get on the show as possible tonight. And let's begin right now in the 513, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? 
Gary, first of all, great leading segment. Um, I My name is Tim. I'm calling from Cincinnati. And, Gary, before I even go off, I just I just need to know one thing. And I'm going to ask you this. Do you feel that with Golden, because to me I felt like Golden looked totally defeated at, in that post-game conference after Georgia Tech. He looked like a defeated man. And my question is, the first question I have for you is, if he's refusing to accept the fact that his scheme doesn't work, and let's just say the higher-ups say, Golden, in order for you, we love you as a coach and we want you to stay here, but in order for this to happen, to move forward, you got to let D'Onofrio go and go in a different direction. Do you see him saying accepting that, or do you just basically see him falling down with the ship or just going down with the ship like this is Titanic and just saying, you know what, screw you, Miami, just buy me out and I can just go? That's my first question. Number um, two, I, go ahead. Well, you want me to, let me answer that one first because um, it's a long question, and, and then we'll get to your next one. Um, my answer would be, you know, I don't think anybody knows the answer to that question. I mean, on face value, I would be saying I don't see any way that Alden is going to fire Mark D'Onofrio. Um, mm-hmm. But the failures this year have been so bad and and mm-hmm. and so resounding, and and the anger amongst the fan base is so strong, and the the pressure is starting to mount on the administration at Miami um, that. I just don't know how he could come back for another season with the status quo. And and the truth of the matter is, he, he was staring this problem in the face um, nine months ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people thought he needed to make changes then, um, myself mm-hmm. included. And, mm-hmm. you know, certainly nothing personal here. You know, I, I've said this many times before. These are all very nice um, guys that are on the coaching staff. They... You know their hearts are in the, obviously in the right place. Uh, I'm just not sure that the, the quality is there to get the job done that Al Golden needs to get done here. And and I thought he needed to make changes, and, and that it was it was smacking him right in the face the way they got undressed in Orlando in the bowl game. Um, but right. I also understand why he didn't, and he didn't because he's a very loyal man, and he wholeheartedly believes in his inner fiber that they didn't have a fair shake these past two years. They felt like they were left with, with uh, you know, a depleted program by the Randy Shannon um, coaching staff, uh, that they've had to deal with the NCAA issues, which have impeded their ability to recruit and make progress. And I think Al Golden felt that it would not be fair to him to put any of these guys out on the seat, that he needed to bring them back and give very- them a fresh start this year. Let me finish. Now, okay. that hasn't worked, okay? And that was clearly a mistake. Um, so how is he going to handle it this time around, faced with the exact same set of problems and issues, maybe even more dramatic because of how poorly they've played in these three games this year that they've lost? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, um, like I said, initially, I would say I don't see any way he's going to he's going to make the, the, the changes that people want him to make. Now I'm starting to say I don't see how he could avoid it. Yeah, but but, see, this, but Gary, this is the thing, and I'm, I'm gonna make this real quick. And this goes back to what I when I called into the show about three weeks ago, and I said this. I said Miami needs a South Florida guy, someone who understands what Miami is, the brand, 
the, the, the practicing, the players, how to recruit down there, just just the overall style of Miami, and I just feel like Golden what head is coach out of in the place. Past? Hey, what head coach in the past has been a South Florida guy? No, 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 no. What I mean is, is that oh, a South Florida Shannon. guy. No, 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 no. What I mean is, Gary, is, is that they need to bring in just someone. Like, for example, everyone crucified Cristobal for leaving. I didn't because I felt like, why not? Why would you pass up the money? You're, 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 tuto, you're under Nick Saban. You can learn from the best. Learn what it's like to be in an elite program, and then maybe in a year or two or three, you can come back and have your own squad to coach. I think he would be perfect for the job because he's a, he's a guy who understands the culture of Miami. I just don't feel like Golden does. I mean, you bring in the defense, you're trying to implement a defense, Gary. It just doesn't work. It's not working. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson didn't understand it when he came here. But 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 Gary, uh, I remember though, sitting. In, adjusted, I remember like. In, but he adjusted. Hey, I remember, but he adjusted. He did. He adjusted he, now. He, he, did, he, he, he adjusted real quick, real quick. Okay, it wasn't like okay that Jimmy Johnson was like, oh my god, it's like he's just clueless. Was Jimmy Johnson ever a bad game day coach? Ever? Do you, did, uh, did no, you ever no, see would, Jimmy Johnson? Per- I don't, Did you no, ever see Jimmy I, I, Johnson? I feel he was very good. I thought he was a very good game day coach. Okay. So, for example, you had seven months, what was it, seven, eight months to prepare for Louisville, and that's the, what you put out on the field? Totally this, agree. This has, become a, this, is a, this has become a recurring theme with him. If I see one more post-game conference where he's just saying the same thing over and over and over again, it's like, come on, like, come on, Al. It's I, not I mean, working. I've been asking I've been asking more questions than I ever have at these press conferences, trying to give him an opportunity to explain to you guys exactly what they are thinking and and what they're doing, because I personally don't understand anything I'm seeing on the defensive side of the football. You don't. It's It's like you're clueless. You're clueless. It's very hard for me to certainly interpret what's going on out there. And and in in today's press conference, I explained to him what was going on out here and, and how people were dissecting, you know, the games and and he's under a big microscope because he's struggling and people look harder at things and I brought up in particular the fact that on third and one and third and two Denzel Perriman is is seven yards back behind the play and 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 you know how how can he possibly you know stop a third and one running play from seven yards off the line of scrimmage and you know I I, I asked that question to give him an opportunity to explain it and he kind of did but. Um, you know, the it was like is, it was like he just gave you, he just threw you out an answer just to basically kind of get you off his back. One more thing, Gary, and I'm, and I'm, well, I'm I was on his back. I was trying to let let him explain what you know. I can't explain it. You know, you're asking me, and and I would love the answer. I can't explain what's going on out there. There is no explanation. Um, and I so just, I, it's just, it's just, you know. oh, it's just Gary. I just, it's just, I'm like, I listen. I when I say a diehard Canes fan, I am. But it's just sick to my. It makes me sick to my stomach. You made no adjustments. You mean to tell me that you knew what Georgia Tech was going to do? You knew this, okay? Why not put a guy over the center, okay? So where the center's not coming up in the second level and chop blocking Denzel every single play. Every play. I mean, it's, he was every, assaulting Denzel Perriman every play. Never every had any. Him and Denzel. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, I Gary, agree. Like, Gary, Gary, 
I mean, what's scary? I kid you not. I, have a, I just bought this flat screen, and I was about to tear it up that night. I said, what are you doing? And it's like he made no adjustments. And then this is what, this is what I was going to say. For all the stuff Al Golden says, he cannot say, honestly say, that the pressure or what he hears from the outside when he said, oh, well, I don't pay attention to anything on the outside. Golden, you're lying because then two weeks ago when they was in Arkansas State, didn't he not say that, oh, well, if I will listen to everybody, then James Coley would have been fired at the Louisville game. So don't try to that's, sit up here and that's play That's not us. true. People, weren't, people were not calling for James Coley to be fired. After no, 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 no. I'm talking everybody, about as far as no, like I'm with just fans. saying that wasn't true. What he said was not true. People were not calling for James Coley to be fired. Everybody recognized that, that James Coley had a bad day that night, you know, a bad night at the office and succumbed right. a little bit to the pressure of playing a true freshman quarterback. But I don't think the fan base was calling for him to be fired. I mean, it's a little early in the game, you know. Right, but and that's what Golden said. Him. But that's um, but that's what Golden said. Yeah, but that's okay? not what happened. So you, I agree, but that's no, no, not no, 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 no. I'm not saying that's not what happened. But my point is, is that he cannot be mum to what's going on out here. He he's can't. Not, there, there, no, there's just not. no way. No, there is no way. I mean, so I, I just so. To try to answer your question, I you know I don't know what he's going to do. I, I don't see how he can stay at Miami and not make some changes. Um, I, so do you feel I, like I, he just he wants to be here? Do you, I mean, after the whole well, Penn State I, I thing, think, I think he does. I, I you know I, I think that as the heat gets you know a little heavier here, it's it, you know it, it's it's not going to be easy for him to feel that way. But at the same time, though, he, he's he's being so destroyed around the country as a coach right now that I don't think he's going to have a choice to go anywhere else anytime soon. So he needs right. to make it here and he needs to sit down and understand that, you know, what they're doing is nowhere near good enough for the standard that he's expected to be producing at. And if he doesn't do it on his own, then it's going to be up to Blake James to step in. And, you know, that's a whole nother issue. You know, that's not Blake's style. Blake's style is, I hire my coach, although he did not hire Al Golden, um, but I let my coaches pick their staff and make their decisions, and then I, and then I evaluate the head coach, and I let the head coach evaluate his staff. So it's not really right. Blake's style to go in there and start forcing coaching changes. Um, however, if Coach Golden doesn't choose to do some things himself on the defensive side of the ball, um, I'm not sure Blake James is going to have a choice, and you could be set up for a confrontation if Coach Golden deals, you know, digs his heels in and stands behind Mark D'Onofrio. Because, you know, the, the thing is, you know, bl- blood runs deep, and those two guys are like brothers, okay? They have grown up together. Um, they've been through thick and thin together, and, and they're, they're very close. And, and even more so than best friends, they're business partners. And it's very hard when you're a business partner to throw your partner out on the street. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't, I can't tell you. I can't predict it. Well, here I tell you what, good show. Just keep me on hold. I'll just listen to everybody else. Thanks, man. You got it, man. Hey, thanks for being part of it. Um, I'll right. talk to you, you know, down the road. All right, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the um, 614, where you're now live on King Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, doing pretty good tonight. Uh, thanks for having me on tonight. Uh, no problem. First time caller. Uh, calling from Columbus, Ohio, actually. What Pretty rough being a Games fan up there, but after the last decade of irrelevance, it's not too bad anymore after the fiasco bowl. 
But I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Poops. You know, he never uh, he never lies, and uh, the fat crueler as well. Uh, all right, all right. Come on, come on. Let's 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 stay to the point tonight. No, no, no poop, just... no West End Zone. Let's stay on topic. Let's not, you know, let's not get into shout outs oh, and all, no, all this the, other nonsense. The, the, the topic is I... it's it's a clown show. What's going on? It's it's unbelievable, Gary. You know, your opening dialogue was great. You know, you kind of laid it out perfectly. You know, there's no need to go into any of the stats or everything. Everyone knows this defense is is absolutely horrendous. Gets picked apart by a high school offense last week. You know, like you said, the linebackers lining up, you know, eight yards, seven yards back, safeties playing Let me cover stop two. You. Let me stop you for one sec. Let me stop you for one sec. I, I, you know, I just want to comment on something you just said so we don't forget about it. I don't think we know that the defense is horrendous. I, I'm going to be totally honest oh, come with you on. No, 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 time out. I don't think we know that it's horrendous. I, I don't think that they're giving themselves a, cha- that, a chance to be successful. And I don't think we know if it's any good because they're not doing anything – that would allow them to have a chance for success. Does that make sense? Uh, oh, I, I agree. The, the scheme is. I don't. I don't. Di- I don't disagree that there's not any talent on the roster. Obviously, you know the the star system, and obviously the talent in Southport is second to none. A lot of these kids can had offers all over the country. They could have gone, went to Miami, and it's just not working out. You know the the bend but break scheme that Golden's been running, the Algro, you know, tree from the defense is just horrendous. It's. It's just it's time to go, you know. I, I, I understand, you know, there's certain times you want to play a little, you know, passive defense at times, but they just don't that there's no aggression on the D line, they just they engage blockers. You know, I feel real bad for a lot of these kids. You know, I really do. They've 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 he's a used car salesman, he's a cheesy used car salesman, a lot of one liners. You know, I think all of us bought it a couple of years ago when he came on board after Shannon and you know, his debacle, you know, and then coming from Coker and he was he was speaking everything, you know. Everything was good. He looked great, but you know his results on the field are—they just don't cut it. He, Blake James needs to go as well. Good God, the guy's a oh, moron. Now why does Blake James need to go? What has he done? Oh, I mean, just uh, you know, basically the baseball team giving Morris an extension. You know, he—he—he walked he, he into Laren, He walked into the basketball coach coming in because he wanted to come to Miami, and given Golden a long extension two years ago or a year ago, whenever it was. You know, that's just a total, total mistake. I, he had, he had his results. Let, 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 time out. Let's be fair. Larry Nega was okay. already the coach when, when Blake James became the AD. Larry Nega was already hired here. Blake James had nothing to do with that hiring. Okay. He had nothing, then, then, he had nothing, my, he had nothing to do with that, hiring. He, he inherited both those coaches. Okay, so yeah, I, don't know that, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to start attacking Blake James. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Blake James. I think that after you know what he said in the press conference a couple weeks ago, or after the Nebraska going after some of the some of the alumni, Philip Buchanan was one of them. I remember him saying, and you know, frankly, those guys have a right to say what's on their mind. You know, they're they built this program, they won national titles, and they can speak what's on his mind. And you know, I mean, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but you know, I I, I saw one of the former, I think it was Joaquin Gonzalez, tweeted out that you know. Supposedly the coaches went to Jimmy John or Jimmy Johnson went to them asking for help against the option. They turned it down and gosh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty smart guy, but you know, if Warren Buffett calls me up for financial advice, I'm not going to just say, "No, old man, I'm good." I'm going to probably take that. And you know, I just think that's a, that's the type of stuff we're dealing with with Al Golden and you know, good good old Cool Ranch Dorito, his buddy. And you know, they're locked at the hip, unfortunately, and they're both going to go at the end of the year. And you know, that'll be a good thing for for all of University of Miami and Coral Gables and all of South Florida and everyone that represents Miami because he's just a he's just a terrible head coach. He's he's just I just don't you know, like you said, his press conferences and you know, sorry for the rambling, but 
it just gets to the point where you just gotta you just gotta cut it off, and you know, hopefully he'll be gone at the end of the year, Gary. You know, I, pr- I appreciate well, you having it, me on, and I'll, I'll you know, to keep me on hold. I'll, I'll definitely listen, and I'll let some other callers get in, Gary. But I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, no sweat. You know, and in fairness, none of us know whether that Jimmy Johnson story is true at this point. I'm, I know Joaquin threw it out there. Um, you know, it's possible Jimmy Johnson called him, left a message with his secretary, and you know, Al Golden. Not, I'm not saying he was right if this happened, but didn't get around to calling him back. I mean, there's a million things that you know, I've heard a lot of people say they don't get calls back from Al Golden. So, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen there, and, and I don't know that, that that's fair for us to be commenting on that. Um, but, you know, I, just to explain where I was coming from at the beginning of your comments in, in saying I'm not sure that anybody knows whether this defense is any good or not, because in, in the three games that they've played against decent competition, the the game plan and scheming and play calling has been – so, um, I don't even know what adjective to use, bad, that these kids have never been in a position to make plays, have never been in a position to excel as athletes. And I don't think that anybody knows whether they're any good or not. And I'm just being honest, and, and that's my take on it. And um, Oh, it, I, and, and one yeah. thing I'll throw out there is, you know, just some, just some quick stats I'd written down was, like for the defense, and you know, I know this is going back from Golden, but 2012 they were 116th in total D. 2013 they were 90th. So you know, who knows what will happen this year? I think I saw earlier they were in like the late 40s, early 50s, you know, around like 48, 49. You know, I could be off by a couple teams, but you know, it's just it's trending downward. You know, you know, we're just going to get pounded on a couple teams coming up, and frankly, we might win Cincinnati, and you know, I might see one more win out of that, maybe Pitt. You know, but. Virginia's kind of owned us the last couple of years, and good God, Florida State's going to annihilate us. That's going to be a uh, that'll be turned off probably by the end of the third quarter, most likely. Well, you, know, you never and, know. Uh, every week, every week is new matchups. Every week stands on its own two feet. Um, I don't think that that the way that this defense is built with the talent that it does have, that they matched up at all with Nebraska and Georgia Tech, the way that they play football, and then they certainly didn't give themselves a chance to overcome the bad matchups and. Um, that doesn't mean they're going to match up poorly with Cincinnati or Virginia or Pittsburgh or even Florida State. And you know, I just think you got to take one week at a time, see how it plays out. But no question in my mind, these defensive kids did not have a chance in those three games. Well, at least in two of the three. I mean, Louisville wasn't bad as the other as bad as the other two. Um, I don't feel they had a chance. And I don't know. They they might be the worst defense in America, but I don't think we know that because. We have nothing to evaluate that's real because they haven't been in any positions to make plays. No. All right. Um, I, and, and you got anything I, else I, tonight? Thanks for having me on, Gary. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely, definitely hang, hang up and listen, listen to the rest of the show. Just wanted to say a shout-out to the left end zone. Thanks so much, Gary. Guys just will not listen, will they? All right. Um, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Um, let's go out to the the 305 where how are you gary how you doing who's this mr myra 55 hey how you doing this week i couldn't i couldn't take a week off i couldn't resist i had to call in i'm just too angry gary too angry gary i just wanted to real quick just go over the three phases which al golden seems to always talk about we have the offensive side of the ball which probably has the best tools in college football from running back to a pretty decent offensive line, to 
outstanding wide receivers. There's probably a good, pretty good chance that me and you could go sit somewhere and come up with some game plans to get Duke Johnson the ball. I don't understand how Stacey Coley doesn't get the ball. So let's And they're dealing with the true freshman quarterback, so let's call that an, a grade of like a B so far. Would you agree with that, with the offense? Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. A B. It's a B, and I know you like uh, I know you like Coley, you know, the offensive coordinator. I think he's done a decent job, and obviously he has a lot in recruiting. But I think he's doing – he's done okay. We're getting over the Louisville game, and he's done better. Okay, let's do that. Now let's get to special teams, which Al Golden, which he always likes to say, he, you know, put it on himself. Is he not the special teams coordinator himself? I is mean, he, he kind of is, but, they, you know, they all they all pitch in. I mean, it's a group I effort. Gary, yeah, you are dealing – you have tools that other teams do not have, and our special teams is – Borderline atrocious. I mean, you know the Nebraska, the Louisville game. They returned a kick, but we're doing not. We're not getting them inside. Our kicker can't kick the ball in the end zone, and we show nothing to returning the returning kicks at all. I mean, Stacey Coley had a, you know one the other day, not too bad. But Miami was always based on explosive plays. There are no explosive plays on this special team with five star or you know whatever athletes you want to call them, and I know they're good athletes. So I would give their special team so far a C. What would you give them? Um, yeah. Maybe a B minus. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they've been a disaster. Nothing, nothing to write home about. And you know, no. and, and you know, let's just and you know, getting into the defense, which I'm not going to sit here and add on to the next three hours of what you have to listen to because we all know the same thing. But you know, what I was always you know taught is when you have you know, they're obviously their best player is Denzel Perriman. If you called Ray Lewis right now and you said, Ray, in your whole career, who's the number one, who's the player that you attribute most of your success to? He would probably say Haloti Nada, his, the defensive tackle right in front of him, who blocked, who, who clogged up the space. They don't even put someone in front of their best defensive player, and this guy's getting hit chop blocked two and three times every play. They don't even put someone in front of him. So their best player is basically being eliminated before the game, the play even. So that in myself is mind mind boggling. So I just wanted to get that. Uh, out of my Robert, head. look, the, 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 yeah. the Nebraska and, and Georgia Tech uh, game plans on defense were mm-hmm. the, probably I can't remember two the, anything worse. Probably the the two worst game plans I've ever seen in thirty five years of covering college football. I, I you know I mean. It, it's inexplicable. I can't understand what what, what I'm seeing, and, it, and and it's very hard for me to comment, you know, right. you know, on what you guys are saying because I I don't understand any of it. And you're the way you're describing it is exactly correct. Um, you know, how are you going to stop it's a third like a and slow one? bleeding wound? That, well, how are you going to stop slow... third and one when Denzel's seven yards off the line of scrimmage and there's nobody? Co- I mean, there's nobody covering up the center. It's impossible. <laughs> It's it, it's literally impossible. You are putting yourself in an impossible situation. It's it's I, mind-boggling is probably the easiest way I could say it. Okay, so let's, now let's move on. So now I see they put the Jeff chart on today, and they're starting a, that kid Fentress, who I, I just don't understand it. The kid comes on the field. I haven't seen it. I think he made one play two weeks ago. The kid makes no plays. Meanwhile, you've got the 
great talent behind him, and they're starting this kid every time he's missing tackles. He's a walk-on. God bless him. I'm so happy he has a scholarship. You know, that's not really my problem, but, I mean, you got to be kidding me. They can't – they can't. They haven't developed Jamal Carter, Deion Bush, all these other kids a little bit better, even Crawford. And if, start if I'm Ventress, having to start Ventress at safety, I need to fire my defensive back coach. Back coach. He, he was, I, I, he I was totally on top of the depth chart, and, correct? And, and, and I agree, he's a great story, he's a tough kid, you know, a good special teams player. He shouldn't be the, the starting safety when you've devoted re- recruiting slots and scholarships to all these other guys that that could be playing in that spot right now. And you notice he's the one that got the pass interference penalty that was a backbreaker in that game the other night. Now, and I'm he, not, he interfered, I'm not, not he interfered with Golden, Golden was going nuts, but he interfered with him. He definitely did, correct? He did interfere with him. And, and I'm not knocking Ben. He definitely Benjamin. did. Not knocking him as an individual. Yeah. Kid shouldn't even be on the field. A great story, okay? But but he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't be the starting safety. And the fact that he is, is is indicative of the whole set of problems that you have. I, I Gary, I completely agree with you. And this is... Now this is this leading to my last question. I don't know how you can answer it. It's not it's nothing bad. Let's just say at the end of the year, Golden looks over the staff, he gets rid of everyone and he keeps Coley. You know, and you know, maybe he keeps Ice Harris. I'm that's not, about, you know, that's big, not happening. Let's wait, stop. Let's talk reality. So you are in the you not are in fire the best staff. Yeah, a head coach can't no, no, fire. no 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 Gary, I, you misunderstood me. I said he keeps he fires everyone, he keeps the Ice Harris, he keeps Coley. But he gets rid of the whole defensive side of the ball. He gets rid of some some of the other guys. But he keeps the local ties together. Keeps Coley. That, that's what I was saying. Archie's Are doing, doing a job this year. Hmm? Oh no no I, I'm, I like Coley. I, and I, I think can't knock the job Archie's doing. He's doing a good job. He's getting these. He, he had a true freshman out there playing guard the other night that he got ready to play. It was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. I mean the kid held up pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just saying more on the defensive side of the ball. Let's say they do that. Do you, in your mind, believe? And and I, you know, to my what I see right now is a stubborn coach. He comes up with a lot of numbers, sixty-six point two three percent on third down. I don't give a. I don't care about that. I don't really care about these numbers. You win, you either win or you lose the game, and you either look good or you look bad doing it. And so far, you're losing, and you're losing bad doing it. And none of the games have been relevant in the fourth quarter. So that, that's, that's how I look at it. But are you, do you think that he could be successful at Miami? I don't know. Do you think, do you think I, Al Golden? The only way that Al Golden is going to be successful at Miami is if he immediately at the end of the season make totally overhauls the defensive side of the organization, um, with the exception of maybe Hurley Brown, um, huh? and – Brings in a new defensive coordinator with a whole new set of ideas and concepts. Okay. Who's who has a resume? Who's highly qualified? Who has been successful in major college football? And then mm-hmm. lets and lets the man do his job and lets him pick two, at least two assistants to come in with him. Make sure that they're all elite recruiters, not just recruiters, elite recruiters who can go around the right. country and compete with the best schools in the country for recruits, like James Coley does. And and if he does that. And he and he sticks to the things he does well, which which there are a lot of things he does well, and, he does, and functions the, agree, and he Harry. functions as the CEO of the organization and lets his coordinators do their job and 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 intersperses where he needs to at the appropriate times that he sees fit. Yes, I think he could be successful at Miami. 
But he has to do that, and he's not doing that right now. And you know, like everybody else, I mean, there's a re- everyone's justifiably disappointed. They thought Al Golden was going to be the real deal for this university. I I certainly did, and all I see right now is someone that's very stubborn. I would not, I'm not even going to get into it, and you should probably say something after this call. Do not call me and say fire Al Golden because it's not a realistic – it's not happening. So don't, don't even call him. It shouldn't be a reality because the, the, the argument that people are making, Robert, is very justified, okay? Al Golden gave a lot to the university when it was in a, yeah. in a very tough situation the last few years. Um, that's number one. Yes, he was paid handsomely for it. Yes, he got a contract extension for it. But, you know, this is his career also that's on the line here. And this isn't what he signed up for. And he's given a lot to university, and he deserves a fair shot to get it right. Um, but he's a year too late in making the changes he needs to make, and now he's running out of time. And, you know, I think you got to see how he handles it in December. I, I completely, I mean, but it's, it's such a shame that this year and with the athletes that they have is just basically, it's a well, failure it's, after, after a quarter of the season. It's, it's done. I mean, so what? So are they playing the pinstripe bowl against, I don't know, some name, some weird team. And who knows? Maybe they win or lose. That, that's what it looks like right now. I mean, well, there, there, there's no Ten other. You'll take that right now, Robert. That would be a bowl game in New York City against a Big Ten team. And I think any Hurricane fan right now would take that in a heartbeat and go have a nice few days in the Big Apple and go to the bowl game and, and then move on to the next season. Actually, I, I would take that actually right now. You're actually right. Because <laughs> you know what? On Saturday, that's going to be an ugly scene at that stadium because there's going to be probably 8,000 people in the seats, and that's if the weather's good, and it's just going to be ugly. Thank goodness that quarterback got hurt. So, may, I mean, I don't like to wish injury on anyone, but that he's out because he probably would have carved us up for God. I don't even want to know. But, all right, guys, all right you, have any, you have anything else for tonight? I mean, one of these days I, I would really like to talk about recruiting, but I don't even do my – I don't even try to talk to anyone about it because I don't even want to hear what Let's wait a few weeks on that. There's nothing going on right now. Yeah, it's nothing good. No, I'll see you out there. Have a good one. It's the middle of the season. The high school kids are preoccupied. There's not a ton going on right now in recruiting. I hope there's no cable in Dave County so the kids can't see. (laughs) We have other fish to fry. I'm I'm hoping to have Blake James on next week, so we'll see what happens. All right. All right, um, Gary. Yeah, thanks for talking. Thanks for calling, and um, you know, obviously, give us a call again next week. All right, Gary. All right, bye-bye. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go out to the 770. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on? This is Steve in Atlanta. Hey, what's up, Steve? Were you at the game? Hey, I didn't see and, and, um, No, I was sick, and I'm glad I went, to, I went to buy tickets. I went to Publix. They didn't have them. I called. And they said it was like $98, and it was going to be like two-something. And I was glad I stayed home because it was cold out, and I had on, came Steve. down with a you cold. You serious? Yeah. The Canes came to your city, and you didn't go to the game? Yeah, I was sick, but I'm I'm glad I didn't go. Man, I probably would have been sick right now. And I, I'm finally getting well. I went back to work today, you know, Flip but. Huh? you you're slipping, man. I'm just being honest. I mean, you, you've called the show. You call the show every week for two years. You're like one of the biggest fans out there. The Canes come to Atlanta, your hometown, and you don't go to the game. Come on, man. Yeah, man. 
That's the first. I don't went to all the last one. You got to give me a pass, Gary. All right, oh, go ahead. What you got? I, I don't know, saying, man. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed you, in that one. But anyway, what what you yeah, what uh, Well, <laughs> okay. You're disappointed in me? Okay. I, oh, I, hey, I'm sure you my rightfully so, rightfully so. Man, you're, hey, you you you've been very high on my cred list. Okay, for <laughs> for for two two seasons now, and you've been slipping a little bit with your calls this year, to be honest with you. You, you haven't been yeah, on your I game. Have, uh, Last year you were on your game, Steve. I mean, people were raving yeah. about you. Okay, this yeah. year you haven't been on your game on the phone calls, which is okay. Yeah, you know, not I haven't. Every... I'm just... But I now love... you're telling us you're telling the Canes Nation here that the Canes came to your hometown, Atlanta, and you didn't even make it out to the stadium. All right, what you got? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've given yeah. you my I've given you my my say. What, yeah, what, what I'm feeling you... I'm feeling down. I'm feeling bad, I, and I'm ashamed. And, and I'm not going to do like Al Golden. I'm not going to say, um, I don't care. I'm not listening to you. I'm going to come down to Miami for the Florida State game and seek you out. How about that? That's a deal. You, <laughs> hey, look. I'd even tell you I'd give you tickets, except I can't do it for that game. <laughs> I know you couldn't. But, hey, let, let's, let's, you up, but. <laughs> let's, let's, let's face it, man. Al Golden is our Coach Klein. You know who Coach Klein is from the Water Boy, and, and, okay. and it looks like the rest the rest of the NCA is red for you, man. And and I got I got news for our fans. Anybody who thinks for a second he's gonna be able to turn it around after four years, and we got plenty of talent. Um, look, man, we, we're not getting eighty-five Bobby Boucher's on scholarship. That's what it seems like they're waiting on. They keep running in players and just running out players, starting true freshmen, but nobody's getting developed. You see no development. You see no coaching strategies that are successful when we get in games like this. You know, we, we won. Well, we haven't won a game really in my eyes except Duke, which is like a semi-game. FAMU and Arkansas State, I just whited out off the schedule. Is that fair? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know what I'm saying? So right, right now we're what? We're one and three in my eyes. And, and the mother two games are just a watch. You know, and, and, the, and, the, and it was a comment that I've been watching most of the people on the radio down there because I listen to the radio and I watch, you know, I go on King Sports and that noise word. Can we stop using the word noise to describe the, the fans discuss disappointment, embarrassment, and shame in what's going on at the UM right now because that's what it is. We're not it, – it's not noise. You know, we, we we follow the program. We A lot of you guys go out. I see fans that travel, and it's embarrassment. We, we take a lot of pride in, in the Canes. You know, that's what my license plates say. And, you know, we, we have to take our medicine because for so many years – we whooped up on folks, and now we're in we're in the dump. But we're not we're not just making noise, you know. So could y'all stop just describing it as noise and, and keep it real? You know what I'm saying. And and another thing here, everybody's talking about Al Golden deserves more, more time. He deserves this. He deserves that. Well, look at it like this. We did not tell him we was going to be on sanctions. And I guarantee he didn't tell our athletic director how terrible of a coach he was. 
and how terrible these first four years he was was going to be in that interview. So why do I call it a um, I call it even? I call it we done got dealt the short end of the stick if you ask me, because for the first four years we was not on probation. All we had was a so-called quote-unquote cloud over our head, and if he was any type of coach and could develop any type of players, he would not have no problem getting recruits in. That's why recruits are leaving. Everybody keeps talking about when I listen to the radio, oh, we lost Alice Collins, we lost Teddy Bridgewater. Those guys were smart not to come into that because I doubt if Teddy Bridgewater would be the player that he is today if he was playing in that system. Do you agree? No, because there's nothing wrong with the offensive systems they've been playing with. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Oh, do you remember uh, the three points we scored against Notre Dame? Or the 13 points we scored against Kansas State last year? That wasn't because the offensive system stunk. It's because they had a bad night that night and choked in a a big game. I don't know if you remember how many passes Philip Dorsett dropped that night that should have been touchdowns. And, but, Gary, um, how many other times we got the ball? One pass, don't – that was just one drive. I understand. They didn't play well, but that doesn't mean there was something wrong with the offensive look, system. There was nothing Gary, wrong with the talk. offensive system. They didn't play let's well. Talk, Gary. Let's, let's talk consistency. Remember a couple of weeks ago when everybody was jumping on this offense, they, 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 they are back and this and that. And what I said, hold the phone, right? Hold the phone on them. I'm looking yeah. for consistency. We consistently recruit some of the best offensive linemen in the country. But we can't line up and knock folks off the ball consistently and just run the ball down people's throat when we need to. You know what I'm saying? We can't even execute a running back screen. They're, yeah, but they're doing – got to admit, Steve, they're, they're doing pretty well offensively. I mean, they're not there all the way they're there doing yet. Okay. But if, if doing they had okay. called – if he had called the Louisville game the way he's called these other games, they would have won it the Louisville game, and and the, you wouldn't even be thinking about the offense. You know, he screwed up that night. Uh, uh, I, There's nothing you know wrong that, with the offense. I, There's nothing hey, wrong with right, the offense. All right, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to lay off of that because I see you ain't going to let me go there. And I'm, no, you uh, we're go there. I'm just leave that at that. I think there's a lot more perfection. The offense, Gary, the offense is not finely tuned. You know what I'm saying? They're getting, yeah, they're they making progress a little bit. You get what I'm saying? But they're not where they need to be. It's not finely tuned, Steve. See, wait a minute. It's not finely tuned, but they had 173 yards in the first quarter last week against Duke. 173 uh-huh. yards in the first quarter. Okay, and then in, in, the, in the plays that they did get the other night, they averaged eight yards a play, which is national championship level. Your teams that win the national title – will be around that at that number. I mean, that Gary. is a pretty good yeah. offense. All right, I heard that, Gary. Now let's talk about who they had these yards and who they're averaging these yards against. See, it don't matter what I, they did against. Now, now you want to evaluate Georgia Tech's defense. No, I, look, 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 look. I'm, I'm just being, can I, can I say my, can I say my yeah, piece? It place, don't matter Steve. what they I do against. Here so that we can get other people on. You're, go, you're starting to go all over the place. No, I'm not. You you just brought up the, the numbers for the offense, eight yards against Duke, and they averaging eight yards. But what's it gonna do when we go up against Florida State and Virginia Tech? Uh, You'll see. And Virginia is that eight yards gonna be there? That's what I'm saying. Consistently, you know, You'll don't see. don't go for, huh? You'll see if it is. I mean, they've been pretty good all right, since that, the first that's, game. That's all I mean, I'm trying to say, Gary. Consistently, 
you know, it's all right. I, I get the Duke and the FAMU and the uh, Arkansas State raised our average up. But when we get in a, in a game against a good team, let's keep that eight yards a carry. Let's do it against some good teams. And not all right, let's, let, let, let's wait and see how they do, and then we'll talk about it. Because we, we don't right, know how and, they do. They look like they're improving. Right, yeah, go ahead. Last, right, last let's, thought. Let's do one more thing. Last thing is, like I say, um, um, Al Golden, he don't deserve he don't deserve more than what he already got to me. He got four years, and he didn't tell us how terrible of a coach he was in the interview. And he was he didn't tell us he was not going to make changes if it was necessary to keep his job and, and get our program going. And he didn't tell us we was going to be in my eyes, in one of the, the darkest days of, you know, you like to say Randy Shannon, that Orange Bowl game was the darkest night. And I, I keep saying it's, it's getting darker every week around there. And Blake James, like that other caller say, he's he, he got to make a decision. Um, you know, he's the athletic director, and he, he can't just be passive on this. Um, he area. only he, has to make a decision if Al Golden doesn't make it himself. Yeah, that, I agree. I agree, but that's what we need him to do. We don't need him to sit back. He's in the big board. He's in the spot to, you know, to make sure this university goes in the right direction athletically, and he can't sit idly by and say, I'm, I don't get in there. I don't get down in the pits and do all of that. He got to step up. Uh, he needs to go to, like the last caller's way. Anybody who's not going to step up and do what needs to be done to turn this thing around, Got to go, and I appreciate you letting me on, uh, Vet Gary, and I all right, will Steve. probably and, and, make and, it and, to two games. And, all right, that's good to hear because let me tell you something. The next time the Canes come to Atlanta, if if we don't see you in 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 the front row over there at the Miami section, yeah. I mean the front row, row one, we're not letting you call the hey, show anymore. Do, we're not letting you call the show at home anymore. Next week? We're gonna right. block you. I, I, I take that up. I take that huh? up. You have blocked me for two years off of Kings Sports. You know, all I can do is read the ads on the front page. I call, I sent them um, letters, we talk every year, and you never allow me back on there. All right, well, email email me at canesport at bellsouth.net and let me take a look at why you were banned, and then we'll uh, and then we'll talk about it. But hey, I'll tell you right now, you're going to be banned. You're, you're not in the front row next time the Canes go to Atlanta. You're getting banned from the show, too. How about that? Check it out. Are they home next weekend? The, the, uh, the, uh, oh, they're 18th. off. No, they're off that off next week. Oh, all right. I'm going to be down in Key West for Fantasy Fest oh. or Goon Bay, whatever it is. All right. All right. all right. Let me let you go, Steve. Thank you for the call. Give us a call again next all week. All right. Pre- Unbelievable. I mean, let me tell you guys something. That, you know, you, you guys that have listened to this show, you know how passionate he appears to be and, you know, calls every week and has eloquent things to say. Can you believe that the Miami Hurricanes went into his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, and he didn't make it to the stadium. That is just unreal. Let's go out to the 646 now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Hey. Yes, sir. That's you. Hey, Gary. This is Carlos from Close from Brooklyn, New York. How's hey, how are you doing, man? Doing good. We, doing? we were just talking about maybe coming to visit you in that pinstripe bowl game up there. That would oh, be a nice I'll bowl game. That would be awesome. Consolation. Gary, I got to tell you, man, they're breaking my heart. I'm sitting at home watching this abortion they call a game. It's terrible. The defense, horrendous. I feel bad for the kids. 
because these kids actually wanted to come to the University of Miami to bring back the swagger back to Miami, and we're not nurturing their talent. That's what the coaching staff is doing as far as on the defensive end. Coach D, he's got to go. He does. He has no clue what's going on on defense. And if Al Golden doesn't want to part ways with him, he has to go too. Because at the end of the day, they're not nurturing talent. They're not putting these kids in positions to succeed on the field. And it's just horrendous. I'm 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 at home and I'm watching. Denzel Perriman playing seven yards off the line on a third and three. And I'm screaming, why don't you move him up? Get the guys up. Georgia Tech didn't throw the ball at all. Why aren't there more people in the box? And why are you playing so much kids? Why are you playing number 28? I don't get it. Yep, we're all broken records, man. None of us get it. Nobody no, nobody understands what they're seeing. Uh, there's There's no explanation any of it and you know i feel bad for everybody i i feel bad for all you guys i i you know i see these few thousand people up in atlanta walking the streets and we talk and everyone's excited they're they're on the road they're supporting the team everybody but steve who lives in atlanta and <laughs> you, you, you know they're, they're people are trying to enjoy the college football season and have a good time and, and support these kids and um you know, it's painful for them to, you know, they're spending a lot of money to do it and they go out there and, 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 you know, what you're seeing is just so unsound and, and I don't understand, you know, what, what they're thinking. I really don't. I mean, I've never seen anything this bad. And I, you know, I'm like you guys, I have no explanation. So it's disgusting. I'm sitting back and I'm like, okay, if you learn from the Nebraska game, he didn't, obviously. If I was AD, I would have told him, listen here, buddy, stay stay in Georgia. You have contaminated these kids for far too long. Your check is in the mail. Because I don't get it. I don't get, is he this hard-headed? What's really going on? And is Al Golden, I mean, is he looking at the game? He has to be because I don't get it. I'm just flabbergasted by the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I, I've been trying to give him a chance to explain himself. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I stand up in these press conferences, I ask the questions, and but there, you know, the, the truth is, it's a waste of time because there, there's no answer. I mean, I'm sitting there today, and I thought about it after the fact. Why did I even bother asking that question? I mean, I'm asking, I'm asking him why Denzel Perriman's seven yards off the line of scrimmage on third and one. I mean, there's no answer for that. There's <laughs> no answer. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. But anyway, was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? Yeah, uh, I actually wanted to talk about uh, what's the odds of – I know uh, Butch Davis, that's a far-gone co- conclusion. I wish if he would come back, but I don't see that happening in the near future. What's the possibility of a Greg Schiano coming back or even a Chadinsky, you know, somebody with Miami ties to come back to, like, bring us back to prominence? Premature to even discuss it, you know. I, I mean, know. the, the, the job's that. not available right now, and and you don't know if and when the job is going to be available, and it's only on that day are any of these issues pertinent, you know. I mean, Greg Schiano is probably going to get a job this year, so if yeah, you know, 
if there's not a you know if, he, if Miami isn't open, which I don't necessarily think it's going to be, um, then he's a moot point. You know, Rob Chudzinski's always there. I don't personally know that. I mean, he only lasted one year with the Cleveland Browns. They ran him out of the head coaching job there for a reason. I'm not sure. And I would and I would have, I thought, I would have said I that he was before. Doing a good job. Well, I would have said it before the fact. I don't think Rob Chudzinski and I love Rob is a head coach. I mean, some guys are cut for that job, some aren't. Um, Al Golden is cut for the head coaching job, but he needs to get himself a, a good staff that can go out and recruit elite players and then can coach at an elite level on game day and do what he does best. And if he does that, he could be hugely successful as a head coach. I, I feel the same way because I feel that the, the coordinators is an extension of the coach, but this is why you get Tate as a head coach that when you see something is not working on the defensive side or the offensive side, you know, you handle it, you take care of business, but he's not doing that. I mean, you know, look at the successful programs out there. I know they lost this weekend, but, you know, Nick Saban's not, you know, is he's putting Lane Kiffin in charge of the offense. Now, he'll have input at times. If he sees something he doesn't like, he'll express it. But, I mean, Lane Kiffin's running the offense at Alabama. Kirby Smart is running the defense at Alabama. Now, Nick Saban will have input. He likes to get in there and coach the DBs and things like that. But, you know, he's got high-level coordinators who are both head coaching candidates at any time. And and that's why they're one of the elite programs of America. And you can't go to battle anymore in college football with all this parity and be pretenders. You have to have good coaches. Last thing before I leave, Terry. What do you think about uh, the former Miami Hurricane coach? I think he was uh, he was on the defensive side, and he went to USC, and he was the interim coach at USC for a little while. What do you think Ed about or- him being Ed, at Ed Orgeron? Yes. What do you think he's about him good, being at least he's a good assistant coordinator? He's a good assistant. Um, I would love to have him as a defensive coordinator. He maybe, could recruit, you know, and he could call a yeah. defense. Yeah, he you know he might be a decent candidate for that. He's you know a little nuts, but. Um, I don't like him as a head coach, and that's why he failed. Oh, not failed as a head coach. I'm talking about, like, for argument's sake, for if Al Golden was to get rid of Coach D to bring him in at, to fill that position. I, You know, he'd be probably as good a possibility as anybody. Yeah, you know, I He's a very, very seasoned coach at this point of his career. Definitely. But, again, the job's not open right now. Now's not the time yeah, to no, we're just hiring talking. defense coordinators. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. That's right. Thank you for having me, Gary. Take care. Yes, yes sir. All right, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the 678, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Good evening, Gary. This is Uki08 from the board. What's up, Uki? Nothing much, man. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, recruiting a little bit about recruiting, and um, also um, position coaches. Okay, um, go ahead. One thing, you know, like, you know, Forrest changes goals, you know, I definitely think Golden's got to make changes on the position coaching and um, mainly on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, DB coach, D-line coach, we definitely have to um, make some changes there, I believe. And um, I'm not I'm not sure going forward um, what's the budget for Golden to be able to reach out to some uh, 
decent guys, not only who can develop players, but also recruit as well. Um, if he has because, the fortitude uh, to make changes, the budget needs to be what the budget needs to be. That's my opinion. Okay. Because, um, you can't, you know, there's no bargain basements right now. This program hasn't done anything in 11 years. Okay? There's exactly. no bargain basement. There's no bargain basements anymore right now. They're, they're, you have to spend money on facilities. They're doing that. They've upgraded the facilities. They're going to continue to do so. You're going to have to spend money on assistant coaches. Never should have let Mario Cristobal walk out the door and go to Alabama. Al Golden upgrades his staff, gets Cristobal in here, and 30 days later, they let Nick Saban just walk in and steal him over a few hundred thousand dollars. Short sighted. Well, they're not too too happy with it. The guy's going to be the recruiter of the year this year in college football, in all likelihood, if, if that class that they've got right now holds together. Yeah. He well, has recruited. He's, he's recruited in the two years he's been at Alabama. He has recruited more than ten elite offensive linemen who will be drafted in the first couple rounds of the NFL draft. Ten of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Gary. Well, Gary, let me say this: you can't let guys like that uh, get out the door over a couple hundred grand. And if they have to hire coaches at the end of this year because Al Golden has the sense to remake his staff and, and upgrade and give himself a chance to succeed as a head coach. They better not fail over money, because if they do, okay. you you could shut down the program. Well, Gary, my whole thing is this, Gary. Are we just getting guys just based on the fact that they can recruit, or are we getting them based on the fact that they can actually develop talent? I don't. I hear all the great things that Mario does as a recruiter, but I never hear anything that he does as great as in developing talent. Because at the same time, we'll be back in the same predicament that we are. Again, we'll have a guys that can recruit. But guys who can't coach. So my whole thing is this: Alabama offensive line, a great job. Not not a well, good job. Well, a lot of a lot of Alabama fans are complaining uh, complaining about him when it comes as far as development. They're not complaining about his recruiting. Are you but kidding? Me? Did you about, see? I, I know they struggled at Old Miss this past week a little bit, but did you see the offensive stats? They, they struggled put up a lot this year. Before? They had 800 yards of offense the, the week before against Florida. Alabama fans are complaining about their offense. Yes. Yes, they are. Oh, good luck to that. <laughs> I'm in them. SEC country, Gary, and trust me, they're complaining about that offensive line. And um, I'm a, I'm just gonna so say this, you know, like offense against Florida, which is a very good defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. Well, well, I'm just gonna say this, you know, it, it's, you do need to re- have guys who can reach out and recruit these kids in South Florida and across the country as well. But you're also gonna need guys who can actually develop the talent. Because um, no matter if you can, if you can shop for the groceries, if you can't cook the dinner, it doesn't matter. So I mean, it's, it's the same thing. We we talked about Coach Cooley. He's coming into his own now, but if he doesn't develop even more, he will be nothing more than just a good recruit, a good recruiter. He won't be looked at as a good play caller or a signal caller, and it will be kind of iffy there. There will be an issue there eventually if he doesn't progress going forward. But so well, far, so good. Year coordinator. He's in his second year. Yeah, that's why I, I I made that point. Minor point. He's a second year. He's 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 progressing. But if he doesn't take that next step, if he doesn't take that next step, then he will just be looked at as a guy who can recruit, but can't take that next level and the, and the coaching aspect. But, but let's be honest. I mean, he's doing pretty well. I mean, you know, the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. he's doing he's doing okay. He's he's doing okay. He's he's making he's making strides. He's making strides. But I mean, Brad Kaya is going to be 
mistakes now. I mean, the kid is not going to play perfect football. He's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw an interception here and there. Well, it's not about the interceptions. It's more so of certain play calls when and when he does them. You know, I'm not even going to get. I'm not even going to attack the bubble screen stuff because a lot of people like to go go there. But there's some certain head scratches there. You know, play calling. But um, that's all I have for tonight, Gary. Uh, just put me a hold. All right, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go out now to the three oh five where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you gotta call back. Um let's go out now to the nine five four where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Gary, what's going on, man? Doing good. How you doing tonight? Who's this? This is Nick. What's up, Nick? What you got for us? Um, not not a lot. I was just giving a call just because, I mean, obviously we lost against Georgia Tech. Um, everyone's disappointed. You know, everyone's going to call in, fire Al Golden. But I really just want to point out a couple of things. Um, Nobody's hit think... fire Al yet. <laughs> huh? Which is good. Nobody's gone there yet, which is good. I, I mean, you're right, you're right. No one has gone there, but, I mean, that's what I would figure. But... Um, I just want to point out a couple of things. Do you think, um, well, first of all, offensive play calling, I'm not even worried about that. I mean, that wasn't even the problem Saturday night. The problem was, uh, obviously, our defense couldn't get off, that was, our defense couldn't even get off the field. That was the shortest game I've ever watched in my life. I took off of work to watch that game. The shortest game I've ever watched. Do you think James Coley, like, goes up to Al Golden and says, like, hey, Al, like, you know, can we, can we switch something up on defense? Because I'm trying to get, you know, my offense can't get in the rhythm. Um, I mean, can, can you blitz a little bit more? I mean, Absolutely go not. No chance. I mean, no why chance. not? Why would you, James why Coley would has his own job to do. No, no, no chance that does he go and try to meddle with what Mark D'Onofrio is doing. I mean, first of all, Al Golden, I mean, James Coley is the only reason why Joseph Yeary came. James Coley is the only reason why. Half of the elite players that come to Miami, he's probably three-fourths of the reason why. So, I mean, James Coley has enough leverage to even go to Al Golden. And Al Golden, if he did fire him, the whole – everyone down in South Florida will literally be coming for his head. Because James Coley is the reason why a lot of players are even staying in this class right now. Probably even joining Scarlett. I mean, I'm telling you, James, I mean, if I'm James Coley, I, I, I have to at least go to Al Golden. And if Al Golden wants to be stubborn – that's his problem. But James Coley is the reason why he has players even coming into Miami. If James Coley wasn't he, there. But he has no business going to Al Golden and complaining about the defense. That's not that's not his department. His yeah, department I mean, is to run, I, the, run the offense to the best of his ability, not worry about yeah, the defense. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. But, I mean, he also, you know, kind of, you know, affects the offense without no rhythm. But besides that point, um, there was a there was a point in the game I saw – um, I know I know some people are probably going to talk about it, but it was third and fifteen, um, and we're going against a wishbone offense. It was a third and fifteen, and uh, they converted it. And uh, I saw Arm Brister really just let a receiver go past him and go to the flats where no one was there. The guy rolled out to his left. He throws righty. Chicolo was there to stop him. He threw a ball. Guy was wide open. The point I'm trying to make is this zone is not working 
And I feel like South Florida players cannot play zone. They literally have to play man-to-man. That's how they grew up, you know, against the best competition. I mean, honestly, like, I never played football in high school, but I watched more football than I watched any other sport. And obviously I'm learning as I'm going, but that's ridiculous. Third and 15th on a wishbone team. And there was another point in the game where it was fourth and one down in the red, and we needed to stop them. And I saw them fake the dive, okay? The dive wasn't going to work on that play because they had the linebackers out for the first time. They faked the dive. Uh, Deion Bush got faked inside, okay? Even if he didn't get faked inside, he probably still wouldn't stop the play. But I saw Tracy Howard go in the – literally let the receiver, let, let him go to the end zone, literally in the back end zone. And in my head, I'm like, wow, is it Tracy Howard that doesn't have common sense? Or is the defensive coordinator not letting Tracy Howard have common sense? Because Tracy Howard obviously should know, wow, they're not going to throw the ball, so I'm just going to get past this wide receiver block before he even takes me to the end zone. It's little stuff like that. It's players. It's the coaches not letting these players think. That's the, I mean, not letting these players play. They're making them think too much out there. And it, it looked like robots. Tracy Howard looks like a robot out there. It was a five-star product. Deion Bush, four-star product, being recruited by Alabama. Jamal Carter, you put Artie Burns at LSU, Artie Burns is a different player. You put Tracy Howard in Florida, he's a different player. And Al Golden, man, like, I, like honestly, like, I, I'm 23. You know, you're, you've been a part of the Canes fan more than I've been alive. But, like, I'm, I'm hurt, man. Everybody's hurt. And Al Golden has to, I mean, it's Al Golden's defense. Like, Denarfield's not even about Denarfield anymore. It's Al Golden's defense. He literally needs to change things up because there's, there's a problem. There's a serious issue, and we lost against Nebraska. We almost lost against McNeese State. We lost against Georgia Tech, who's been mediocre in the ACC for an eternity. And we lost against Louisville without their best player. It's, it's a disgrace, dude, to be 3-3 three and three right now. Be three and three. I hope we lose the rest of the way out so something happens. Because this, this athletic director we have, I'm sorry, Gary's a vagina. And, and the people at the top, I, all they care whoa, is whoa, academic. Whoa, whoa. All right, now, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. What, what has Blake James, in, in a negative fashion, for anybody to criticize him? Seriously, I, all the criticism of, 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 uh, that everyone's having about the defense and Coach Golden and Coach Naprio, fair game. Okay, what has Blake James done wrong? He's, he's okay. raised a lot well, of money. He's, he's improved the facilities. Um, I mean, what, what has he done wrong? Okay, well, well, first of all, I mean, yeah, he's raised a lot of money. He's improved the facilities. But you, as an AD, you must know what sport you need to focus on. And you, know, you must okay, know. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. The time is in December. The, the the October in December? 8th. What are we in now? October 7th? October 7th is not the time to be micromanaging with your head coach and, and, oh, and, oh. and, and try oh. to get him to re- replace coaches. Oh, but Gary, Blake I'm not James, talking about Blake, this year. I'm, talk, I'm talking about last year. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about last year, too. You need to make year, a change last year. game last year, in fairness, and it should have been. Okay, he chose not to make changes. I think he made a mistake. You think he made a mistake. Everybody out here listening knows he made a mistake, but it was still his game. It's not his game anymore. Okay, if he doesn't make that decision himself in December, now now Blake James is on center stage. Fair game, but for to sit here and call him a vagina in October, come on, man, that's not fair. Oh no no no. I mean, no no Gary, Gary not, you have a legitimate point. Are you right? No 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 Gary, you're you you have a legitimate point. I shouldn't have said that, but 
At the same time, I'm not talking about this year. Obviously, you can't do anything right now, but that's the coach's call. You can't do anything right now. That's obvious sense. But I'm saying last year, you needed to make a change. And you got to understand no. Miami. I mean, you not, okay. Not I mean, the AD. The AD did, didn't, did not need to step in last December. That was Al Golden's decision. But now, after another year of uh, another year of disaster, of failure, of irrelevance, it's not his. It's it, no. Now it's the AD's domain. I, I I'll agree with you on that. Now now, if December comes and he's digging his heels in and he's not gonna make changes to his program and try to improve, then then if now it's the AD's dom- domain. Okay. All right. Well, I make mean, uh, what's up? Makes sense. No, 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 it makes sense. It makes complete sense. But hopefully make some changes, man. I appreciate, you know, you let me talk, Gary. Keep me on the hole, okay? You got it, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. We appreciate you. No problem. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the 305, where you are now live on Team Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing, Gary? Good. How are you doing? Who's this? All right, I'm, I'm just so disappointed in this this season, his last 10 years, and the up and down and the excuses and, oh, we shouldn't fire him and do that again. Come on. Be honest with me. Kevin Sumlin with our talent, how many games does he win right now, this year, Kevin Sumlin? I don't know. He didn't look real good the other day. Well, that's the other day, Gary. Well, how many games does he win? I mean, I'm a a Kevin Sumlin fan. I think he's a a really good coach and – and has done a great job. You, okay, put, put Nick Saban. Take that whole staff and bring him here. How many games he win? Put Nick Saban anywhere and he's going to win championships. That's how good he is. But that's what I'm telling you. The University of Miami has been nickel and dying. This is this community with the University of Miami forever. They have been going on with this goodwill type special every time, paying coaches. Do you realize they're paying out Golden his money, Randy Shannon? Those two coaches, you could get you a good coach. Yeah. They just waste. They just waste. And kids are leaving. Kids are leaving yet. They're not coming to Miami anymore. They don't even talk about Miami. They say it's a joke. They're not developing. When you have a guy on their staff and his son goes to Florida, come on. Really? It's a well, joke. Well, he, he wasn't on the staff at the time. And now, and he, and now, he's, now he's. He said his other son to Miami. So, you know, I don't know that that's a fair statement either. He, Ice Harris was so not on you, staff so, when 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 so Trey Harris. You don't you don't agree you don't agree with me. Miami has been nickeling diamonds. He wasn't on the coaching staff. You don't agree agree with me that Miami has been nickeling diamonds this 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 uh this football program for the last twenty years. Uh, they have at times, but but the truth is, right now they're paying the coaches more than they ever have. The coordinators are making five hundred thousand dollars each. Um, it's that's not a million. Some, it's not a million. Not things, but it's more than Miami's ever paid their coordinators. Um, the place where they nickel and dimed was, as I said a few minutes ago, when they just let a guy that had, was would have been a huge asset to this program walk out the door well, and go to Alabama. Well, just like the other guy, the other guy, the other guy, the other guy said, just like the other guy said, I don't think he's developing his players. Cyrus Quanjo can't be Chantrell Henderson out. No. I mean, that's a whole other story. Because our players, did you, did you, do, do you notice that when they leave Miami, they get better? Some. Some? 
Some, some do. Yeah, some do. Most. There's, we're not we're not going to get an elite defensive tackle come here to Miami. You can forget about it. Alabama not, doesn't get them. They haven't been able the, the style the style defense they want. You're not going to get that. And if you keep playing the zone, forget about getting corners and linebackers. Well, they have been playing so, more man at times this year. I mean, let's be fair. And, and, and Gary, the only way us fans have control of this, because the University of Miami turns their nose, we're not going to fire out, we're not going to do it. The only way to affect this is get in their pockets. And I say, well, US, the USF game, Randy Shannon, they had 6,000 fans in that stand. And they called a press conference that night. And if these fans want change, don't go to the games. Don't go to yeah, the but games. Then, but, but, but then you're hurting the kids, and you're not, you're, you're not doing right matter. by the kids. I understand. It, but that that's not, that, that's we, not, what, that's no, not what's going to, you know. But, but, but we need a change, Gary. It's not going to get any better. He's not going to fire his defense coordinator. He's not going to keep running that, that, that bull crap defense that he's running. I, I listened to Darren Smith the other day. He said that defense was four down linemen, three linebackers, linemen go get them, four back zone, and, and they would attack all day. That's all they did with Tuberville. That's all. All right, you now got anything else you want to say No. You're, getting, you, you're starting to get right. long-winded for me here. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week. 646-595-2048 is the number. The Canes Nation talking hurricane football on a Tuesday night. Let's go out to the 706 where you're now live on Cane Sport Live. How you doing? Hey, Gary. How you doing? This is Sebastian from Columbus, Georgia. How are you? Good. Were you at the game? No, I wasn't at the game. I wasn't at the game, but I, I actually had an engagement in the city. That's why I couldn't make it. That's why I couldn't make it. I already had a commitment. I mean, but... I watched what the second the half, and, and I was just thoroughly disappointed. All Canes fans in Georgia. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> hey, Gary, I wanted to make a couple of points, and I just wanted to see. Um, you know, I, I, you know, this week I was kind of getting myself ready for the call, and there's a couple of things that I kind of looked at. One, I took a look at the University of Florida when Steve Spurrier was there, and they got hammered by Nebraska in the championship game, and that's when he went out and hired Barb Stoops. He went out and hired a defensive coordinator. I looked back at Butch Davis and found out how when our defense was real, real weak, and he got real – I think the guy was named Bill Miller or something like that, and that's when he went out and Correct. got Shiano. Correct. I went out and took a look at uh, University of Georgia and how, how they was really struggling because I live in Georgia – and how they went out and got Grantham and then turned around and ended, ended up getting, I think the guy is Kevin Steele, is that who they got as their defensive coordinator? Yep. The, point that I'm, the point that I'm trying to make is, is on the offensive side of the ball, you go out and you get a James Cole, and you can see the progress of the improvement on the offensive side. We haven't seen any improvement on the defensive side. And here's, and here's, and here's what I'm talking about. We lost to Nebraska. They threw the ball 15 times. We lost We lost to uh, Duke. I think they threw it, what, nine times? I mean, not Duke, but Georgia Tech. They threw it like nine times. I mean, I just don't think our corners are that shabby where we can't play man-to-man for six seconds and put a little bit more pressure on them. 
I hardly ever watch a Hurricanes game where defensive tackles make tackles in the backfield. You can't tell me you build your defense where your tackles are not even coached to make a tackle in the backfield. Can you comment on that? No. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? You're, I mean, you're right. I mean, I mean, I mean, but it's been going like it's been going like this for like years. And the thing that I was just sitting up here just saying when I was watching against Georgia Tech, how they it's a slow death. I think that's the thing that's just killing us. We've gotten burned one time this year on a long pass, and that was against Nebraska for the forty-yard touchdown. And they and only threw men- it like what? That was a mental bust. It was a, it was a but, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. One mental bus. It ain't like these guys are in the secondary that they're just dropping the ball whenever they're playing, you know, on a passing down. It's like, why can't we bring the safeties up? Why can't we, why can't we take risk on the defensive side of the ball? And, you know, I'm sitting up here just amazed that we don't have tackles or def, defensive linemen that will make tackles in the backfield. The other thing that I'm just so frustrated about. As I read today where it looks like they're going to redshirt Jelani Hamilton and they're going to redshirt, I think, the other defensive tackle more. I don't know if Hamilton's hurt or what are they saving him for, but that's what you redshirt Trent Harris for. And you put Hamilton in the game because Harris is not setting the edge. He's not setting the edge. And as you said before, the last couple of weeks, he's not a difference maker. No, not, not be this playing. season. Nope. Am I am I am I missing something, Gary? Not at all. He should not be playing. And that's what I can't get it. So here here's here's my prediction. Here's what I see is going to happen. I do believe there's going to be a total overhaul of the defense. I don't think we can get rid of our defensive coordinator. Not now. Not going into the holidays. I mean, this is this is who you're married to. This is where we go. This is where you're going to be stuck with. And the changes that I know I'd like to see on the defense is from the defensive back. I'd like to see a change in the uh, defensive uh, lineman, and I'd like to see a change on the defensive coordinator. And I think that's probably going to happen sometime in December. I really do believe that because here's the thing. We played Georgia Tech, we played Nebraska, and did we have a tackle for loss at least in the Georgia Tech game? Because we didn't have one in the Nebraska game. No, I don't remember one. Am I am I missing something? I don't remember seeing. I don't. I don't remember seeing the quarterback get hit once in the backfield. And, 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 I, and, I'm, sitting, and I'm sitting. And I'm sitting up here amazed, saying, I mean, it ain't like the guy's five foot eleven. He's from Prattville, Alabama, which is not too far from me. It ain't like he's Peyton Manning back there. He ain't going to beat you with his arm. You know, sell out and try to defend the run. Force him to make a pass. Force him to make an accurate pass. And the play that I just keep saying where we just have defensive breakdowns is stop trying to make our linebackers defensive backs. I mean, armbrusters on that third and 15, I was like, come on. Are you serious? That was like the same play that already Burns got birthed with in Nebraska on a third and 13. So when we have them in long, they're converting on third downs, but we're not converting on third down. And this thing just, just, just got to stop. Now, let me – I know you don't make predictions, but do you can you really see us losing to Cincinnati this week? I think they're going to beat Cincinnati, just my personal opinion. So, you know, I don't know – if that qualifies as me seeing them losing or whatever, but 
Um, I expect them to win this game. I think this is a mu- it's a much better matchup for the defense. Man, uh-huh. I I I I just can't get it. Okay, now to the the, the the positive thing on the season, I think Brian Kai is still improving. He threw one bad interception. When I would look back over it, and that's when I'm just like, look, when you get happy feet, learn to live for another play. He's yeah, he breaks what, down a little intercept- right now. He, he breaks down when he gets pressured. You know, which, which is typical of young quarterbacks. Yeah, that, that's what, and, I, and that's, I understand that, and that's where coaching comes in with just saying, look. Live to play another day. It ain't there. Live to play another day. He's thrown three interceptions, all are like in the red zone or like toward the end of the game. So, I mean, it's not – he's throwing some interceptions, and I can live with that with a true freshman. He's not like a redshirt junior or like a senior or something like that. So I can kind of live on that. But I wanted to get back to my original point. Good coaches know when they need to make changes and they go out and get a defensive coordinator. The, I think the Gal Golden's problem is twofold. One, D'Onofrio and his relationship with D'Onofrio really blinds his judgment, I think. The second thing I think that happens also is the, you know, Al Golden is a defensive coach. Okay, but you're the head football coach now. You're not the defensive coach anymore. And do what's in the best interest of the whole entire team. Because we can't go into a ball game where we leverage all the responsibility on the offense to win the game. Because the defense sure ain't helping us. The defense should at least win the game or at least put us in a position for us to win. And it's been going on for four years now. And I don't think there's ever been a time when I watched the Hurricanes play when I felt that the defense was at least putting us in a position to win. Because the games that we're losing, we're losing by double digits. It ain't like we're losing in the fourth quarter by a last-second field goal or a last drive at the end. I mean, these games are out of reach. When we get into the bottom half of the fourth quarter, the games that we're losing, they're out of reach. They've lost seven of the last 12 games, and every one has been by double digits. Most of them by That's what I'm saying. The games are out of reach, so it's like the defense is not even giving us a chance to win. And, you know, when you have a good – you've got to have a good team, offense, defense, and special team. Everybody has to bring something. It's like in a marriage. You could be, in a, you could be 100% of a good husband, but if you get 0% from the other person, it ain't going to work. It is just not going to work. So if you could just share with me what your thoughts are going to be. I mean, do you think we're going to see changes at the end of the year on the defensive side? I think you have to. And I think if he, if he doesn't do it himself, I think that Blake James has to step in. And if that doesn't happen, man, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Because you have to, you have to take a step back and ask yourself, I mean, is it working? I mean, when Nebraska runs for, what, 70-something plays, and you get zero – Zero, not one tackle for loss. You can't tell me that it's not execution. Then it's not even a, it's not even a conversation. It's not even coming close to working. I mean, it, it, trying to debate whether it's working, it, it, we we don't even need to waste our time. It's not even coming close to working. Exactly. So. I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean, there's no chance. It's like putting a cornerback in a game and saying, "Look, buddy, I gotta bench you. Look, you've given up seven long touchdowns." And they've all come against you. I mean, you 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 can understand that. Yes, sir. All right. I hey, mean, but when you said that we're playing a team, no tackles for loss. 
I mean, no disruption to the option. Quarterback's not getting sacked. The, against Nebraska, I mean, they were running eight yards, six yards, seven yards, eight yards. I mean, come on. And then I say, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let it go. Here it is. It's fourth and one. It's fourth and one on the gold line, okay? Denzel Perryman is six yards in the end zone. And I'm sitting up here saying if a good – play would be if he stopped them for just a two-yard for a two-yard game. But a two-yard, it means he scores a touchdown. I mean, sell out. Sell out. Stick them all up on the line and force them to do something that they couldn't do something different. They got 12 feet to score. I'm out. I'm out. I got to get you off the defense because you're rambling now. You're absolutely right, everything you're saying. But it's it's like a broken record. I mean, seriously, we we know how bad the defense is. Everybody's in agreement. It's a total nightmare. Uh, nothing makes sense. None of us can explain anything we're seeing. Um, you could go on and on for hours. But was there any other subject that you wanted to cover tonight? So yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to do this. You know, I'm kind of concerned about Ice Harris and Treon. You know, even though he's a Gator, I'm just hoping that you know, you know, that family situation just kind of works itself out. On the positive end, you know, I know that's going to be another distraction that they're going to be dealing with. But the last thing I want to just ask you is, I know you say it's kind of dead on the recruiting side, but, I mean, are you hearing anything positive as far as kids that are still looking at coming into Miami? And please, can we get Herb Waters back in the game some more? Well, he he has been the last two weeks. Um, as far as recruiting, no, we're not hearing anything positive. We're not hearing anything negative. It's It's just it's that time of year right now. Um, September, October are typically very slow times in recruiting. Um, they're going to have everybody in for the Florida State game. That's going to be a massive recruiting week um, for Miami, and you know maybe some things will shake around around that time. But you know, right now things are very very quiet. Okay, I my last comment. My, my last comment. It, it looks like we're going to get some of the linemen back, Gadbois, and maybe Casey Dermott. It doesn't look like their season ending. Is that what you're hearing? Um, don't know yet. Gadbois probably a little further along. They're trying to rehab both guys without going into surgery, um, and they're evaluating it week to week. Um, but the report we got today was that Gadbois is a little bit further along right now than Casey McDermott. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Hey, Gary, hey, I know hey, I remember a little bit. Please forgive me. Thank you so much. Thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call again uh, next week. Definitely, Gary. Thank you, man. Keep me on hold. Got it. All right, 646-595-2048. Apologize for letting them go on a little bit long. Let's go out to the 951, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going Are on, you with Gary? How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear Yep, who's this? This T. This T, man. I have a California number, but I live in Tampa. Well, right. So, yeah, yep. man, I just, I just finished watching the game over again. I was trying to um, <laughs> you're, you're better than me. I myself, I guess. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, I had to stop. I couldn't get past the middle of the second quarter. It was so unbelievable what yeah. I was watching. Yeah, I guess my thoughts are like the, all the rest of the Kane fans. It's like the defense, man. I understand what's going on with it, and it's like I was a believer in Al Golden. Like you know, I thought he, I thought you know, he spoke well, and you know, I, I actually just moved out here from California about a year ago. He's a coach at Inglewood High School, and he came out there recruiting a couple of players and taught real well, carried himself real well, and you know, we thought, you know. He was great going to do well, but huh? He's great at that. You know, he's a great representative yeah, of the yeah. program. Great filming. Phenomenal <laughs> with the parents. He's phenomenal with the with the high school coaches. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of things that Al Golden does great. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a great salesman. Like they present himself really well. You know, had one coach like, yeah, man, I think Miami's going to be back. You know, y'all you guys going to look good in a couple of years. Yeah, I think he just he just he's like a a, a well spoken well spoken well dressed Randy Shannon, white Randy Shannon to me. He's very stubborn, don't want to move, and and I hate to say it, it just, he he just don't want to give up on his defensive philosophy, and it's just irritating. It's like it has taken the attention off D'Onofrio and put the spotlight on him. It's like you're the problem. This is your scheme, and I think the fans are starting to see that, and that's why everybody's coming at. It's like okay, he's covering for D'Onofrio. So this has to be something he's doing also. And I noticed he's quick to throw the offense under the bus. And, you know, talking about – I heard him on an interview saying something about Cooley the other day and, like, how people want him to go the first week. I didn't hear anybody – I heard you say that earlier, too, that nobody – I didn't hear anybody saying they wanted Cooley out. You well, know, here, let me, let, let me throw some a thought out on that, on that front mm-hmm. just, for you, for, just for you guys to ponder. You know, one of the challenges that he's going to deal with right now is keeping this team from becoming divided. Okay, there is such a disparity in the level of performance between the offense and the defense right now, and you can't mm-hmm. you can't allow it to fester into a situation where the offensive kids are resentful of the defensive kids, and 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 right. now you start having inner division in the locker room. So, you know, they have to. Number one, the offense is not perfect, and and it's justifiable to to criticize the offense week to week and, and try to correct the mistakes they're making. Um, but but right. they have to make sure that this team understands that they're losing these games together. It, yeah, the defense is playing terrible, but it's not, and, and it's, it's, you know, being schemed terrible, but that's not the only problem. Okay. There are other problems yeah. too. And, and I think that's a lot of what he's doing in fairness. And, and that one, I don't think is a fair criticism. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can understand that, that point of view, but you know, just, yeah, I mean, to me, the offense has been the brace by itself. For the first game, Louisville game, I didn't understand. I think the defense played really well in that game, but then you had the offense not really doing much, so it kind of tired out the defense. But ever since that game, it just, and, and another observation I had, I don't know if it's just me, did it seem like in a Duke game he brought everybody up, and it seemed like this game he pushed everybody back again. So Yeah. I don't know. Like he, I don't know if it's like to me. It's like a pride thing. He doesn't want to like make it look like he's listening to people. Like, okay, I, I let it look good this game, but then I'm gonna go back and prove my my system works in this game. I, I think you'll you know? see them up again this week. Yeah, I think you'll see then them next back week he's gonna go back. <laughs> I don't. Well, like, yeah, he's gonna the next couple games they're playing more conventional offenses, so I think you'll see them come back up and, and play the way they played against Duke. Well, okay. Well, I hope so, man. Because I mean, they played really well against Duke. So, um, and and I was actually at that game. So, um, yeah, I thought, and I, and I was noticing that how closer to the line they were. Like the linebackers were up, or the D, the D backs were up more. But then I looked at this game. He went right back, having the guys DBs look like they were twelve yards off. The middle linebacker looked like he's like seven, eight yards off. I don't know what. It was like a, I don't know what it what it was like a pyramid or something in the middle. But this is this is weird. But that, that's right, was, pretty much all I have to say. Everybody uh, else, say that again. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? No, it was it. Everybody else, you know, pretty much had the same thoughts I have. Uh, you know, just long time Kane fan, born and you know, bred in Miami. You know, just just real sick of it. You know, just ready to get back to our winning ways. Nobody's looking for a national championship. 
yet. We want to get back there, but just the ACC championship would be nice. To get to play in a game would be nice, you know. And that, well, that's pretty much. Maybe I think, next year. It's not going to happen this year. Oh no! <laughs> all right, all right, Gary. Thanks. Right. Thanks for listening, man. All right. Yep. Give us a call next leave, week. Leave me on. Leave me. Up oh, too late. Sorry about that. Just call back. All right. Um, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Um, let's go out to the eight one three where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Gary. How you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Hey, who's this? By the way. Hey, um, I had a. I got a couple of questions. Um, now, uh, in, in, in your opinion, do you see Golden already intimidated before the game starts? Again, I mean, because what I'm saying is, it, before this Georgia Tech game, you know, for the last three or four years or more, Golden been getting the best of, okay? And in this game here, Johnson said, well, I'm going to run the ball at him. He just straight out told him, I'm going to run the ball at him. I'm going to run the ball down his throat. Well, they wa- you watch on the Nebraska game film if you're Paul Johnson. What else are you going to do? And then, and, and then you come out there and they're, and they're playing those guys, the safeties, 10, 12 yards back, and Denzel Perriman's lined up seven yards off the yeah. line of scrimmage. Well, of course you're going to run the ball. Is that's that's my point. He told Golden, "I'm gonna run the ball down your throat. I'm challenging you as a head coach. What you gonna do to if you stop me, you win. If you stop my offense from running the ball, you will win the game. Cause I'm not gonna do nothing else. I'm gonna bring the ball down your throat. Okay. Now we look at this. Now you look at the other teams that we got left on our schedule." What makes you think they head coach and say, you know what? We're going to do the same thing to them. We're going to game plan. Oh, there's plan. no question. Anybody playing so, Miami this year is going to say, you're going to stop my running game first, except maybe Florida it, State because they can't run the ball. No, they can't run the ball. That, that, but, you know, um, so that's so you, you answered that question. I, I just think that right now, uh, and as, as far as uh, a head coach, I think he's he wants everybody to, to like him. He wants everybody to love to love what he's doing. But I think it's getting old. It's, it's you know on his interview. And I, I'm, and one thing I want to forget. I'm proud that you. I'm so happy that you asked him the question. I was wondering who was asking him the question when when he was doing some of the talking or the interviews. So I'm so happy that you asked him what. Are you doing when your linebackers are sitting back there with your strong safety and free safety? I'm I trying to, you to explain things to everybody. I mean, obviously they have a they, they think they have a reason for what they're doing. So, you know, I, I wanted to give them a chance to explain it. I knew we were coming on the show tonight. I certainly couldn't explain it, so I wanted to give him a chance to do it. You know, and he didn't explain it. Well, he 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 answered. I mean, I don't have any clear picture of it for you. After, afterwards, well, than I did. Before, but. Well, some some kind of reason it was a write-up that he said the reason he had Denzel Perriman playing that far off is because he'd be able to react faster to the C gap. I say the C gap. I thought he was responsible for the A gap or your defense. Why is he for the C gap? 
so I, I'm thinking, well, maybe, I mean, maybe that was it. Maybe him playing far back, give him a chance to read and react faster to hit that, the seat gap. But, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, right now defense, you know, I, I had tickets to go to the Cincinnati game. And I decided I'm not going. You know, I just, I, I you know. Why not? That's money lost. I, I just, I can't face it no I more. thought you already have tickets. Yeah, I, I, I took a loss. I, I'm going to sit here and take the loss. You know, me and my family was going down there to visit the university. I wanted my, my son to, to see the university and see Duke Johnson. But after that, why Georgia you, Tech. Why would you cancel that? I don't know. Maybe because, I, I don't know. You need to reconsider maybe, maybe that. Okay, okay. I, I, I think about it. That's a bad decision on your part, seriously. Take yeah. your son, get in the car, go down there, show him the beautiful university, go to the game, have a great day. You'll be happy you did. I, I do that, Gary. I promise you I do that. Man. Uh, father, you. To fa- <laughs> father to father. Hey, father to father, I can tell you, you will be very happy you did that. Uh, i I go ahead and do it then. Yeah. Right. But another thing, Fly. What else you got? Early in the mo- early in the program, you saying something about you know like you made a good point, and with the, about the money and that this year, that or our our, uh, our assistant coaches are getting paid more money. Okay, for Golden to bring in a top notch coach, five hundred thousand dollars not enough money. So you're going to have a lot of coaches that are going to walk. They're going to want to get paid just like Golden getting paid. Well, no. Far, no. Maybe 100. I, mean, I, I know you, I, you know. The top shelf guys get about a million. That's that's the top shelf guys to get a, get about a million, the, co- the top shelf coordinators. Right. But they're, okay. they're, not, they're not getting head coach money. I'm saying top notch defensive coordinators. Okay. Then you come out. I mean, I don't see. I won't. I'm be honest. My opinion. I won't do nothing. I, I say the coordinator or change the scheme because, all right, Denofrio go run his defensive scheme. It's not the defensive back coach that. Well, you know what? I'm, regardless of what you want us to run, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna my kid. My kids do press. Uh, yeah, but, but you know what? Say, you, but you can't. You, you can't cherry pick like that. If you're going to bring in a new coordinator, you got to let him come in with a couple of his guys and, and give okay. him an opportunity. And, and okay. you know, I don't, you know, the only guy that I would say just because he's a hurricane and does such a good job in recruiting is, is Hurley Brown Hurley. deserves to be on, deserves to be on that staff in, in one way, shape or form going forward. And, um, you know, I think beyond that, you know, what's been going on on defense in the last, uh, three going on four years now has not been working. They need a fresh start. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a shame for Mark D'Onofrio because I think, you know, deep, I'm telling you, I think he's a, he's a good football coach. Okay. But he, he probably should be a linebackers coach. He, he does not yeah. have the foundation to be a coordinator at this level. He is failing miserably. And, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough for coach golden, but he, he's got to make a change. I don't see where he has any yeah. choice. Time around. Yeah. All right, you got anything else? Y'all good? Well, I, I uh, appreciate you for the advice. I'm gonna take the advice, and um, you know, good show. Just keep yeah. me on hold so I can hear the rest of everybody else. 
Thank you got you, it, man. Go ahead and do go ahead and do that, and then call us back next week and let us know how it went. Um, I hope your son has All a good right, time. I, I do All right, that. I'm gonna do that. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the 202, where you're now live on Team Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Who's this? Uh, This uh, is Kane Sands from D.C. All right, man, what you got for us? Thank you. Uh, Greg, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. Just Uh, having a little fun here with my friends on Tuesday night. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My question is: Is people just have a little patience, right? If if uh, if uh, our goal th- doesn't change the scheme in the next couple of games, I think he got to go. You can't. You, th- you can only change so much in the middle of the season. You're not going to see a whole new defense out there. Cause all, all, all you can realistically hope for is they, they they play more aggressively, like they did against Duke, and that they have some success and they win enough games to go to a bowl game. That's that's all you can hope for right now over the next few months. Who's get bowl, get bowl eligible, get a decent a decent bowl opponent that can entertain the fans, hopefully a desirable venue like, you know, you know, maybe New York City for the Pinstripe Bowl or something and and move on. Yes, but who's number twenty eight? When it had had Bush in it. Remember Bush in his freshman year, how nice he was? How aggressive he I was. Bush, I think Bush was in there with number 28. Yeah, but number 28, who's number 28? Number 28 doesn't deserve to be on that the, field. The question is, where's Jamal Carter? That's, uh, exactly, a, that's what a I'm big, saying. A, a big physical safety who you would think would be built to play for against, the run. against Georgia Better Tech. Better for the run, too. Yeah. And where was Dallas Crawford, who I understand he's a first-year safety, you know, because he's been playing running back and all that. But when I watched practices in the fall, he was the most physical guy out there and the guy making the most plays in the running game. I don't understand why he didn't get full-time in that game the other day. It's not, it's not that. And then, um, and then um, Rafael Kirby cannot play at all. Has no Rafael speed. Kirby cannot play linebacker to me. It's not play. a play that I ever seen him. I'm like, wow, no. this guy's a junior. Makes very few plays. You know, was was not very good last year. Is you know, not there's no noticeable improvement this year. And you know, they they need, they probably need some spots. You know, yeah, Gary like, should be ready it's for like more last year. Time. It's like last year when they had uh, the two safeties. I forget the name, and they had uh, the other linebacker. The other middle linebacker that cannot do nothing, like uh, what's his name? The middle linebacker, and then they had another two safeties that was alternating. I'm like, why do you keep alternating these safeties that cannot play? Just have your two safeties, and um, have, have somebody that can make a place. Stop changing let's, like personnel. Let, let's make no mistake. The talent on the defensive side of the ball is not great. Okay, but because it's not great, it it, it calls for elite coaching to give them a chance to be competitive and win games against good teams, and, and they're not getting that. And, you know, that's why they're being taken out of games the way they are. Yes, but at the same time, if you look at these guys in their freshman year when they came, how they was playing compared to now in the junior year, it's like they don't have no life. There's like no they don't have no energy because you keep taking Deion them Bush, Deion Bush today is not noticeably different than Deion Bush as a true freshman. Tracy Howard today is not noticeably different than Tracy Howard's freshman. Olsen Pierre today 
is not noticeably different than he was a few years ago. I mean, you could go on through the whole list of those guys. Chicolo may be a little better. Armbrister's a little better. But, you know, Denzel is Denzel. But Kirby's not better. Um, there's, there's just not any noticeable difference. Guys. But if you take at the tape of Dion Bush in freshman year, you can see, like, oh, my God, like, picture this guy, like, two years from now. It's like yeah, you're not seeing nothing. No. He's not. He, he's worse. Because he's not attacking. He's not letting these guys play attacking defense. You can't just let some guys just come at you and not attacking. Like, who does that? You're going to have two safeties all the way up, and then, and then you know they're going to run it. At least try to blitz like a corner or something. Blitz, play something different. Show them something a little bit different, you know. At least try to stop them. And then the, and then the offense, if the, if the offense should have had the ball at least twice, you know you know what I'm saying, like like uh, position-wise, they could have at least done something. But the offense just sit, just, uh, you know what I'm saying, on the sideline, five minutes, eight minutes, five minutes, eight minutes. Just look at, just look at Georgia, Georgia Tech. Running the ball like you can't you can't really blame the offense because if the offense is not getting more possessions, they can't do nothing about it. If defense is not stopping you, I mean I mean like if the defense is not stopping you, what you gonna do? You can't do nothing. You're just gonna look at them like oh my god they're gonna score again they're gonna score again. they're gonna score again. You already know they're gonna run the ball. Once you just play five four and they have and they have one safety back there. I, I, I would have had it five DNs and four linebackers. And as you say, attack. All right, fair enough. That's, Do you have anything else you want to uh, talk about tonight? No, that's about it. All I'm saying is if he doesn't make changes in the next couple of games, man, I think he got to go. No, there's not a lot of especially, uh, especially, Especially if he doesn't make changes on defense to his schemes, I think he got to go. Bush Davis said right there. Remember, remember North Carolina with Bush Davis, how good they was? Just think about it. Now, right. now looking North Carolina. There's not, there's not much you're going to be able to change in the middle of the season. There, there really isn't. You just got to hope they play more aggressive like they did against Duke. All right, hey, listen, give you, us a call again next right. week. Thanks for being part of the show. You're right. Thank you. Uh, uh, keep me on hold. You got it. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the 205. You're now live on Team Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? Oh, man, just chilling here. A lot of man, defense talk, slow, man. man. Every, everybody wants to talk about the defense. Who's this? This big slaughter five, man. How you oh doing, man, I got man? I can't tell you how great it was to meet you the other day up in Atlanta. I'm I'm so glad <laughs> we had the opportunity to chat. It was it was a pleasure. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. You made my day too, man. Yeah, and I, I you you've moved hey, you've moved to the top of the um the Georgia Canes fans list. You you've passed Steve because Steve didn't even bother coming to the game. Okay, and oh yeah, and I'm I coming. If it's within five hours, I'm driving to it. I'm coming. If it's within, you know, if it's within five or six hours, I'm coming to it. So I don't I'm, know. If I'm, you know, he calls us every week for the last couple of years. Um, I, <laughs> I, I thought I thought he was the man when it came to Canes fans in Georgia, but you know, you just you don't call in sick. You know, when nah, the when I the, came from, you know, I'm actually from Birmingham, so I drove always from Birmingham to come see him. You know, All right, man, but you know, what you got for us tonight? Man, what you got? Oh man, it's just man, it's I watching that watching the defense live and in person, man. It's even worse than watching them. <laughs> no, no, slaughter. It's not worse. It, it, oh. Do you have Tebow? Do you have Tebow? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you, no. you, 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 you want to see worse? 
you want to see worse? You put you you put those games on your TiVo, and then you sit down, you pull out a Heineken or something, and and, oh and put that remote in, in your right hand, and you start watching these these plays in slow motion. That's way worse than seeing it live. Oh man, I was like, I couldn't believe it, man. I'm like, because I coach football, like I said, I talked to you before. I told you before, man. We played the exact same team Friday night. They ran the triple option. They've been running that scheme since the school been alive. We ran a five-two defense. We had one high safety. He um he just went to the um, strong side, whatever the um the tight end was at, and we blitzed the middle linebacker. Uh, his man, his his only job was to to take out the fullback. That's your guy. No matter what, you hit the fullback. And then we had a guy designated to hitting a quarterback every play. And in the safety that's roaming free, he got the pitch, man. We blew them out um, 42 to, to 10, I think. You see what I'm saying? It's like, what's so hard about that? You man, you get a five-man front, you make the alignment have to man, have to man up, and you blitz, you blitz, you blitz the um, guys, too many guys that they can handle, and you get tackles for lost first and second down, and now they're playing third down. We get into a nickel set. We, you know, something like that, a press man coverage, you know, get two, then you can go get two safety because you know they have to play. I mean, you know they have to throw. But I'm like, oh, my God, it's 32. And like I said before, it's two high safety. Why? I, I couldn't do I, – I, I couldn't understand it, Gary. I, mean, I was like I, – I almost I, – I, I'm, so, I'm so passionate about the game. I almost cried. Like, like oh, my God. Like it, I can I can believe they didn't make no second half adjustments, man. It just baffled me, man. I'm like, come, like, like, like come on, like come on, man. But it, it, I don't. You know, like, I'm not like sure. That. You know, it, it, to come out and play, it's not like what Georgia Tech does is a great secret or anything. It's not like exactly. you know, yeah, they, 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 I mean, they, they did. They threw a couple wrinkles at them on some, a couple plays and things like that. But you know. I'm not even sure there was anything to adjust to. The whole thing was flawed from the beginning. They did the same play. It's the base for the base plays out of triple option. It was the base plays. You can't throw that many wrinkles into the to the options. Yeah, it's not right. too many wrinkles you can do. It's not too many wrinkles. At the end it's of the water. day. Then we're we're all we're like we're I think we're broken records at this point, you know. Oh yeah, I understand that, but yeah, but um, I oh, let me let me let me touch on this. Um, you know, I don't want to name the player, the former player that I told you I met with earlier. You know, when I talked to you at the game, uh-huh. um, and I asked him about the scheme. I said you played in this scheme last year. This was before the game, and I was in a line, and I was like, uh, your honest opinion. How do you feel about the scheme? How did you? How did y'all feel about the scheme? He said, honestly, man. I couldn't stand the scheme. I hated it from a player from a player perspective, but I had to do it because if I didn't do the assignment football, I wouldn't play. And yeah. that's sad because you can tell that they don't want to. The kids don't want to play in this system, but they have no, to they don't because they want to get the. They don't. You can. They do not believe in what they're doing. They don't believe, and you can see that because Tracy. I think that's why Tracy Howard was not playing. Because he said, "Man, this shit's stupid." Well, no, he <laughs> wasn't playing. Not, he's he's not. That's not his kind of game. You you remember that two years ago they well, couldn't yeah, play him. Not that physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. That, yeah, that's, that's true. Not, that's true. That's but I, it just. But just like Jermaine Grace and um, Jermaine Grace, I seen them arguing on the sideline after a big play, and they got onto um, Dion Bush when he missed that big. I think Dion Bush missed that big play, 
and Artie Burns got it, got on to them. It's like, like I said, they freelancer, but they like they have the mentality to attack, and they can't attack. So it's kind of like you know, it's kind of it's it's, it's kind it's hard. It's kind of like you have a a greyhound, but you won't let them run. You keep them in a small fence. It's frustrating. It's demoralized. You see what I'm saying? And I just you yep. can, it just it just hurts me as a fan to see those kids out there, you know. Knowing they don't agree with this scheme, but they have to because they're trying to provide, you know, trying to get enough film to provide for their families in the long run. And I and I think they 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 go to the, the university and the kids are just disjustice. And he he really has to make he really has to, you know, and it and it it, it he really has to he has, he has to do something, man. Because honestly, man, I couldn't even eat. After I tried, I had went to Gladys Night Chicken and Waffle Man and, and spent fifty dollars and then they want to eat it. I was that I was that hurt, man. I was sick. I was sick, man. But like I said, man, it was a, it was a, it was an honor to meet you there, man. And I hope to um, try to catch me a home game later this year. I've never been down to Coral Gables. Um, I want to come. That's one of my you know that's one of my. I'm goals down for Florida do, State so. Florida State yeah, games. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, man. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. But yeah, like I said, it was a pleasure to meet you there, man. Just keep me on hold. You know, just give me your thoughts on anything that you know you heard Bob, me talk about. Hey, the honor was all mine, and I, I really mean it. It was great meeting you. Uh, we'll yes, talk to you sir. next week. Yes. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. The People's Show continues in the 517. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? You got me? I got you. What you got? Who's this? Yeah, this um, Hurricane Head from Michigan, man. Hurricane um, Head? Oh, there, yeah, Hurricane Head. Yeah, right. I never call. I never call your show, but um, Welcome. sometimes you just gotta. Um, but I always you listen. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, man. Um, you know, Jimmy Johnson. I think Jimmy Johnson said, um, "I can do a lot with um, dumb and fast, but I can't do a lot with smart and slow." So, um, I think um, I'm not saying that all players are dumb. But they, we got the mo- some of the most fastest players in the country, and we can't seem to get to the ball um, and, and, and tackle the ball carrier. So, and, and this thing about Coach D and Al Golden's friendship, I wouldn't want a friend like Coach D. Um, if I had a now friend why you like that. that. Now, mate, you might not be being fair there. I mean, let's let's remove football from it. These guys. Um, have essentially grown up together. They they played together. Um, they they they're both Penn State guys. They they yeah, had yeah. careers that have kind of paralleled each other. Coach D uh, gave up the opportunity to be the head coach at Temple to come down to Miami with Al Golden and coach the defense. I mean, removing football from the equation as as friends, bosom buddies, yeah, right yeah, but man, if you, whatever if you, you want to call it. I if mean, you got does a friend, it get any it, better than these two? I mean, come on, like on a human level. Yeah, at, at a human, at a human level. If I had a friend and he gave me a job and I wasn't stepping up, I would back down. I would, I would resign, and I'll probably tell him to hire me back in as a defensive line coach, as a linebacker coach, because well, he's not helping. He's not helping Al Golden right now. He's hurting no. him right now. And, and, and Al Golden's not helping him either, because yeah. you know. Al Golden needs to be his boss right now, not his friend. And Al yeah, Golden exactly. cannot allow the things to be taking place on the defensive side of the football that he's allowing. And if Al exactly. Golden is responsible for him, 
then you know that 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 would be even worse. So ever they're since, failing ever, each other right now. They're they're really since, failing each other. Ever since Al Golden um, went on the field and hugged uh, Malcolm Lewis when he broke his ankle against Georgia Tech, I always liked it, Al Golden. But ever since I seen. He, yeah, I mean, hey, he, he, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a great guy, mean. but Al Golden have messed up a lot of my money up here because I used to bet these guys from Michigan State in my office, and they used to always say, oh, Hurricanes ain't going to do anything. So I bet these guys. I bet them uh, if the Hurricanes win, you pay me, and if the 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 uh, the, 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 uh, the the Spartans lose, you, you pay me still. I paid these guys so much of my hard-earned money because Al Golden is phony philosophy of defense, you know, he's a nice guy, but he's messing with my money, so I don't even, um, you know, I don't play like that. But on this Georgia Tech thing, why not let these guys score? Why not get into a shootout with them? Sell out on the run, and if they bomb you over top, then you let Kaya get back on the field and let Kaya go for a touchdown. You get into a shootout. I, I, I would, I would hope that the game would be sixty-five, sixty-three. As long as we win, I don't care. So I don't understand why um, we we set back and we allowed them to just gash us slowly. It's, that's what gets me, Gary. With the slow gashing of the other defense, if you're gonna gash my defense, gash me 80 yards at a time and let my offense get back out there and let my offense try and get an 80 yard play or 80 yard drive in. But this whole um, this slow thing, I don't I don't understand that, Gary. Yeah, well, you and everybody else, you know, I mean. I, I would have done the same thing. I, you know, I, I would have trusted Artie Burns and, and and those guys to cover those receivers, and I would have made sure that they didn't run the ball down my throat. And you knew that that was going to be their plan after watching the Nebraska game tape that they were going to think that they could do exactly what they did. So, you know, look, we know the whole thing was flawed. The whole thing it was, it was as big a mess. It was as big a mess as could possibly be. I mean, we we could sit here and go around in circles on it, and, and we have for two hours now. Um, and, we, and we've got an hour more to go, and I'm sure we're going to keep doing it. And, and it, it, we're going to be everyone's going to be right, and it is what it is. I mean, and this is what it, and another thing too, Gary. Um, you said that we're out of the coastal. I don't, I don't really think so because I don't see Georgia Tech. That didn't impress me well, at all. They have to lose three times. They have. Well, what, that's not that's not impossible. That's not impossible because they didn't impress me at all because I could have set out a defense out there to stop Georgia Tech. I don't see how we couldn't, but that that well, defense, that, that offense yeah, they've didn't impress me. They've already beaten Miami and Virginia Tech, okay? Um, they've they've got Duke. If they, get, if they get past Duke this weekend, which is, I agree with you, is not a given. You know, Duke is a team dangerous enough to rise up and, and, and give them a competitive game with a bunch well of smart teams. Team. And they're a well-coached team. Duke can absolutely compete with Georgia Tech, but if they get past that game, then they've got a bad North Carolina team. Uh, then they then they've got Pittsburgh and Virginia, um, NC State. You know, I don't think has the speed on defense to stay with them. Uh, Clemson obviously should be a loss. So that, you know, I I don't see more them losing more than more than two games in there. But you know, that, I, that I offense that. That's not impressive at all. That offense didn't not impress impossible. me at all, and that's what Virginia's that's what got makes a good defense. Maybe Virginia can do it. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But I don't think yeah. it's very likely. I think I think Miami's out of the deal. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. All right, Gary, you take it easy. All right. Yep, thanks for calling. Uh, give, give us a call again next week. Yep. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 501, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, Gary? How are you tonight, man? I'm doing good. Who's this? Hey, this is Alex from Little Rock, Arkansas, man. Arkansas Hurricane. I had to hey, call and get on? my weekly therapy session, man. You got the floor. Go do it. Listen, I uh, I uh, feel like I'm in the twilight zone, man, because I've been listening all night, and a lot of the things that I wanted to kind of cover, a lot of people have already said, and I I feel kind of like you said at the opening statement, man, where this is just rock bottom. I know a lot of people don't want to go through the whole thing of starting all over again. I hope it doesn't come to that, but the way we've been talking tonight, and I think everybody who's on air and who's listening can agree that Al Golden is very loyal, and probably that loyalty is going to come down to how loyal he is to to be uh, off no deep uh, the coach defensive coach, and what's going to happen coach is D. just coach, coach D. D. Yeah, yeah, he's, don't try. He's me. not going to want to fall on. He's not going to want to go down with the ship, man. He's going to refuse to to fire him probably, and that's going to cause him to I'd end like up to having to put it back on him. I'll be honest with you. I like Coach D. I hope I would love to see him agree to be linebacker coach. But then that would knock out Hurley Brown, and don't you think he no, deserves Hurley's an opportunity? Uh, her, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it would have to take some some. It, it would have to take some some uh, downgrading or being willing to accept that on both guys' part. But I'm gonna tell you, if I'm a football coach, and if it's true that Jimmy Johnson called me a Hall of Fame football coach, not only that, a guy who's had success in the NFL and at the very school that you're coaching at, and this guy is a legend, has won championships. If he calls me and I don't listen, then I need to be fired on the spot for that right there, for being stupid. That's the you first know, I'll be thing. Honest with you, I don't believe that story. I just don't believe okay, it. Well, I, Jimmy Johnson, I, it can't be true. I don't believe it. Can't it can't be I really true. I, Jimmy Johnson's I, been a huge Al Golden supporter from the day he stepped foot on campus, and I, I find agree. it hard to believe that Jimmy Johnson would call Al Golden I, I, he might be busy at the moment and not take the call, but I find it hard to believe that if he saw a message from Jimmy Johnson that he wouldn't return that call. I agree with but, you totally. Maybe, because secretary, it's, maybe the new secretary needs to be fired. I don't know. Because you don't let somebody, out not call, not call back Jimmy Johnson if Jimmy Johnson not, back. Not at all. Not at all. And and I feel that way, man. But my thing is I, I kind of hate, hate the way the season is going – not only for the fans, but I hate it for a guy like uh, uh, Duke Johnson and also Denzel. Here you got a guy in Duke, and I was watching that special that he had on with uh, Clint Portis, man, and he was quite quite honest, and everybody knows he could have pretty much gone to any school that he wanted to, but he wanted to be a Miami Hurricane. That meant a lot to me, you know, and I really am a big fan of Duke Johnson. But to just think that we wasted, you know, a lot, all of his career, pretty much, because it's pretty much a given he's gonna leave early, barring any changes. We pretty much wasted his whole tenure and not been able to produce anything or win any type of championships. And I just hate that for him, you know. And I, and I and I hate that the season's unfolding like that because right now 
it seems like we just stuck in a holding pattern, hoping that we can just stay afloat to maybe win six games. And with us being like that, Gary, that just says a lot about the state of our program. And it goes back to what you said at the beginning. We are at rock bottom. We are at ground zero. We are. Well, you're you're totally irrelevant from the from the beginning of the season. You know, nobody cares exactly. about you. Nobody nobody thinks you're worth a damn. You know, for starters. Okay, and now you're in the middle of the season, and it's basically over. Exactly. You know, you've, got two, you've got two losses in the conference. You're on the outside, you know, trying to look in, but there's no in. And to me, that's rock bottom. I mean, what what could be more rock bottom than that? I mean, yeah, maybe you could you, you could be worse than three and three, but the end result is the exact same thing: irrelevance, not competitive for even a divisional championship, much less a conference championship. I mean, that that's rock bottom, and that's with some pretty I'm, darn good football players on this team. Yes, it is, and, and I, I hate that for them because I was listening to uh, the conversation you and Big Slaughter just had. And for him to see a former player and that player say, I had to do what I had to do because I wanted to get on the field. And as you said, anybody that watches the games can see that these guys are not buying in and haven't bought in to the system because the system hasn't produced anything. It's hard to buy into something that you see constantly fails all the time. And it even seems like in the interviews, it even seems in the interviews, that the head coach don't even believe in the system. He can't even defend it. And that that's really disheartening to a fan. And then you try to insult us and make it seem like, well, we're just talking noise. Man, we're watching. We're watching. Man, no, we're I mean, watching. They, don't, they don't believe in it. Their their moms don't believe in it. And, you know, these kids, are they're, they're, they're hurting. They are. They're upset. And, you know, you mentioned Duke. You mentioned Philip Dorsett. And at the end of the game the other night, those kids, they, they, they instead of going into the locker room with the team, they, they went over to the other corner of the stadium and climbed up into the bleachers so that they could hug their moms and, and just get some love from the people that exactly. are closest to them. So, you know, those kids were hurting exactly. bad, and, and they're upset, and, and their dreams are shattered and, right now. And, and, you know, that's why it's imperative that Al Golden be proactive in December and give people a reason to believe that things could get better because it's going to resonate into recruiting and, and, and everything else. And kids are going to see the Duke Johnsons and the, and the Philip Dorsett's hurting the way they are, not being able to accomplish their goals. And, and it's going to really start to paralyze this football program. He has to be proactive and he has to make some changes after this season. It stinks for the guys that won't be asked back. But what they're doing right now is not working in any way, shape, or form, and they need some major reform. Man, I, let me let me let me share this with you, and I'm gonna let you go. I, I really appreciate you know the fact that you're always straightforward with the fans, and you leave it out there and let the truth fall right where it is, and that's the truth. I'm really hoping that you know seriously, man. He will take a look at it as a head coach and see that this, this scheme that he's running on defense is not working. You know, I, I don't know if that means, you know, he's going to fire everybody else on the defensive side or whatever he needs to do. But if he can't see that this isn't working, then obviously he's not the guy that needs to be coaching our team because, I mean, every week we sit back and we watch this over and over, and we're losing to teams who just – 
just make up their mind. They're going to just line up and run the ball down our throat and just take the life out of our defense till we just give up. And push pressure on our offense, now they've got to try to play almost a perfect game, and you're just not going to do that with a freshman quarterback. That's not going to happen. Almost impossible. That's not going to happen. I mean, the other I'm, teams I'm are here, trying to win, too. I mean, they're going to throw schemes at the kid, especially in pressure situations like third and long, that, you know, he's going to get rushed. He's going to get he's going to get hit. He's going to make mistakes under the heat of the battle. And, and that's part of the learning curve. I'm, I'm staying on. I'm staying on as a Hurricane fan. I'm up here in Arkansas, of course. Right now, they feel like they're on top of the world because they're thinking they're going to beat Alabama. They're they, they able to run the ball on people. They call in my team a tropical depression instead of the Hurricanes. But, you know, I'm riding with the Hurricanes. I'm hoping that my head coach will just go ahead and realize that some changes need to be made. But I appreciate you for laying the truth out there for all of the fans to be able to see. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week. Hey, I'll see you next week for therapy session, man. I'll give you a call. You got it, man. Hey, thank you. All right, keep me on hold. Okay. All right, 646-595-2048. Time to go to the uh, 202. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, the 202. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? This is Kwame from Brooklyn. Hey, what's up, Kwame? How are you, Ben? You know, I'm... Um... I've been listening to a lot of the uh, the talk from callers and fans, and um, I, I, you know, I must admit, I um, I'm beside myself. You know, I've I've been I fell in love with the Canes uh, back when James Jackson was um, our running back, and um, you know, I was what maybe 20 years old or so, and I, I'm used to seeing a certain brand of defensive and offensive football starting in the trenches. And, you know, we used to make not only, you know, teams in the Big East, but in the SEC, ACC, Pac-10, back then. But, you know, we made them quick in their boots because we had the biggest, faster guys. And it just seems to me that our D-line coach, our DB coach, uh, they're not up to snuff when it comes to recruiting uh, especially our D-line coach, they're not up to snuff for recruiting elite guys in the trenches. He can't get them. He, he just can't. I mean, he tries hard now. You know, Jethro Franklin, he's out there trying to recruit kids and do what he – but he can't get them. He can't win. And I think part of the reason why they – and I think we've talked about it at, at nauseam here, is the scheme where they're running this, you know, gap control type of concept, and, you know, they're not letting these kids attack. Even, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers 3-4, you see, you know, Casey Hampton back in the day and Brett Kiesel, they're getting into the backfield. They're not trying to hold a gap to, you know, let their linebackers shoot, you know, an A or B gap. They're trying to penetrate and, and get into the backfield to stop the runner behind the line of scrimmage. You know, they're not having their their linebackers. You see Troy Palomalo pretty much playing a, a, a free-wielding linebacker because he's up on the line of scrimmage. 
we have a, a, a Jamal Carter who was heavily recruited by LSU, and, they, and they're not going to be called DBU. He's on the time. He can't see the field. A team like Georgia Tech that runs a, a pretty much a wishbone offense, and, and, and we got Natango Funchers catching, you know, 15-yard penalties on it that, that kill drive. Kill, we should be off the field. But we have a walk-on, and, and God love him, I, 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 I respect the fact that he's gotten to where he's gotten. But at the most, he should be playing special teams. Should be a special teams most. player, I agree. At the most. And and so, look, I know, you know, folks don't want to talk about it. I was sort of with Lodge to a certain degree and, um, you know, having Golden's back. But I'm, I'm at this point now. If he is unwilling to – because this defense is his defense. Make no mistake about it. The Arsenal is running his defense. I think it's both their defenses. They, they, you don't understand. Those guys are one. They're 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 like they're Siamese twins. They're 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 attached at the hip. They they are one being. And, and that's that's the so problem. Both Is he willing to cut off his evil twin? Well, you'll find out in December. And and, and that's I think that's a problem for a lot of kings. And, 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 and it stinks. And it stinks. Let me tell you something. It, it stinks. stinks. It stinks. That, because I mean, that, that guy, I, Mark D'Onofrio, is a good man. He really is. There is a reason why Al Golden calls him his best friend. That is a that is a he is a good human being. He's a good man, but that doesn't mean that as a football coach that he has the pedigree at this stage of his career to be the defensive coordinator at Miami and be successful. Because there is no evidence of that, and and this is four years now of the same thing. And this entire program at Miami is being taken down. The, 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 the tubes that you could say by these failures, and you know it, it, it's been going on for eleven years. It's it, it stinks for everybody that the, that you're just going around in circles and spinning wheels. But that doesn't mean that he, as you're sitting here in 2014, that something doesn't need to be different. And and Al Golden has to make it different to give himself a chance to be successful as a head coach. And if he doesn't do it, then Blake James has to get involved and let that go wherever it'll go. Do you um do you see the the current angst right now going around the program? You know, I know recruits are hearing the noise. I know our competitors in the state are making light of the fact, you know, that we're having trouble. Um, well, I, I you know I think you got to be happy that Florida's struggling the way they are. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that, they, they got they have no reason to be running their mouth up there in Gainesville. You know, they're, they're very fortunate. Um, and they've got their own problems up there, so they they have no business bad mouth in Miami. Um, you know, Florida State's obviously on top of the world right now, no question about it. Yeah. Um, but but I don't think you're at the point yet here where this is going to make recruiting a disaster. Um, you know, I, and and I think that if he makes changes in December and creates a rallying point, that you know, recruiting can still be okay. You know. Let me tell you something. But, I fully believe I fully believe they'll win this game against Cincinnati only because Gunnar Keel is not playing, and there are other some other key player for Cincinnati is not playing. I do believe they're going to walk into Virginia Tech another egg because that's a Thursday night game on the road. I, I just if, if we're going to be playing the exact same defense that we played against Nebraska 
and that we played against um, Georgia Tech, I have no doubt we'll lose that game. And so I, I really do believe we are fighting, fighting for a six-win season. And I, I'm going to just be on the record here and say, if, if, if this team, with the amount of talent that they have, only amasses six game, or six wins, I mean, did, 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 did Randy Shannon only get four years to my understanding, or did he get five? Did, did correct me on yeah. that. That Al Golden's going to get more because of the NCAA issue. Oh, so we give we give an Al a pass and, and cut off I'm not saying, the program. I'm not saying anyone's giving him a pass, but you know Donna Shalala has six is going to have six months left in her presidency. She's not going to she's not going to fire Al Golden. Uh, even if she was staying, I don't think she would fire him. I think he would get one or two more years after this year. Um, so she's certainly not going to do it. Um, and 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 tell a new president coming in who his football coach is going to be for, for the next five years. So, you know, the, the bottom line is Al Golden needs to recognize himself that he needs to make changes. He needs to do it. He needs to not create a situation where his athletic director has to play a heavy in the situation. Take charge of the program. Make the changes you need to make. Give yourself a chance to be successful and go on to 2015 because 2014 is done. 2014 is 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 definitely done, and I'm uh, well. 2016 but, really. But you got to finish it for the sake of the kids being able to go to a bowl game, and and, and you know just be able to the kids that are graduating deserve that, and you can't allow the tank here. You got to get bowl eligible. So we'll be at the Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium. Uh, that would be awesome, man. I think the Pinstripe <laughs> Bowl against a big a Big Ten team at Yankee Stadium. Would be a great consolation prize, and um, you know anybody and, and that knows anybody. Start, that start lobbying. We'll, we'll probably get some some Big Ten team like you know a Wisconsin that runs the ball thirty times. <laughs> that didn't work out very well the last time, did it? Let me just say this to you, Gary. Before I go, you really believe that if we only win, barely qualify for a bowl game, and we get talk on our hind parts yet again in a bowl game on national television. Do you really think they're not going to hold on to Al Golden? I mean, I think, me, do you he really will, think, I think he will get a chance to remake his staff and take another shot. If they if they get blown out in another bowl game like they did against Louisville, I don't know. I really don't. I let, mean, let Louisville happen again. Let, let's see. take it one week at a time. Let's take it one week at a time. I mean, it's stupid to sit here and play gloom and doom. But my instinct we right now We can't help is, it, Gary. Look at this team. We can't help I it. I know, I know, I know. But, but you know, <laughs> if I'm answering your question right now, my instinct is he will get the opportunity to come back next year. He needs to make some changes and, and, and take a different approach and give himself a chance. All, All right, right, Gary. Until next care, week, man. man. Hey, thanks for being next part of the week. show. Yes, sir. All right, let's go out now to the 240, where you're now live on Kingsport Live. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Gary. What's going on? This is uh, D Black. Hey, what's up, D Black? How are you doing this week? Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, hey, I'm, I'm like all the other K fans uh, in a state of depression. <laughs> but um, just I want to piggyback off a few callers real quick and got a couple of opinions, a couple of statements of my own to make. Like the last... Uh, callers just stated, or like you stated, take it one week at a time. I think we, we as Kane fans, we've been taking it one week at a time for the past four years. No, the past so 11. Think, yeah, well, past 11, 
past 11, we just talking about right now as far as this, you know, what's going on the past four years. Of course, the last 11 years, but at the end of the day, you know, when is enough enough? You know, when when when, when is enough is enough, you know what I mean? And I almost kind of put this in the same the same same concept as remember Warren Sapp was in Tampa Bay when they was doing the, uh, the when they do that thing on NFL Network and they highlight the Super Bowl teams and when Warren Sapp said for years the offense wasn't good but the defense was and Tony Dungy never held the offense accountable like he did the defense and that's why he eventually got fired. It's the same thing in Miami right now. Al Golden does not hold the defense accountable like he does the offense. Every week, it's something negative about the offense. Well, we didn't convert on third down. We couldn't stay on the field. Well, well, you know what? It's hard to stay on the field when you only got two, three possessions in the whole second half because your defense can't stop Georgia Tech's running game. It's, it's kind of hard to put points upon the board when you don't have the ball. And it's every week. It's every week he's throwing the offense under the bus, like taking the Nebraska game. You know, you want to talk about Duke Johnson's fumble. Duke Johnson's fumble ain't the reason why we lost that Nebraska game. It's your defense. That's why we lost the Nebraska game. Three, 400 yards. Constant. From last year. Last year to this year. Like yo, if I was if I was still if I was still in college and I had Miami on the schedule and I was a, a running back, I'm like yo, I know I'm getting at least 150 yards this game. Easy. And Gary, you've been covering the Canes about as long as I've been living. I've been a yeah, Kane too, fan too long. <laughs> exactly. Too long. You know what I'm saying? I've been a Kane fan since '85. I was 10 years old. I'm 37 years old. I'm 37 now, and I've and I've never seen a deep defense this bad. Even when Coker was the coach, the defenses weren't bad. Even when Randy, it was, Randy Shannon said when we won about Randy, yeah, he was a bad head coach, but he was a hell of a defensive coordinator. He knew how to call defense. There's no disputing in that. And, yeah, and, the, and, and the poor guy, the poor guy hasn't been able to get back to even be a defensive coordinator because he's got that mark of failing at Miami on his resume. Exactly, and that's and that's not fair. Because I mean, you got this one guy, Denacio Golden, whoever defense is, it doesn't even matter, really. It doesn't matter, but it's terrible. And I remember I spoke to you, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, when I said. The children are out there and look like they have no passion whatsoever. They're like zombies. And that's what yeah, the callers are saying. To, that's what the callers are saying tonight. They were the other night, man. Those kids on defense were a defeated bunch. They they they, they were they were a defeated bunch. <laughs> Gary, Gary. Now I know every time I call, every once in a while, I always mention my two sons. My oldest son loves loves Miami, loves Miami, loves Duke Johnson. He can name past the former players by numbers. My youngest son loves Miami also. But now we're watching a game. He like, Daddy, I don't know if I, ever, I, don't know if I want to go there. I'm like, why not? I said, because they're losing too much. <laughs> I like Oregon. 
He's like, I like. All right, well, hopefully, hopefully that's going to change one day. You know, long, long no, before I, he's, I, long, long I before just, he reaches that point. You know, no, here, the point I'm making. This the, the point I'm making. A six-year-old. If a six-year-old can watch, sit there and watch this and, and and tell week by week what's going on, you mean to tell me a 40, 40-year-old men that are there coaching can't see what's going on? You're getting paid a million and something dollars and 500000 And you mean to tell me you don't see nothing wrong with your system? But you got young children? That can watch the game and see something's going on. See, Black, that's I can't that's... explain it, man. You know that. I can't. I can't explain it. Yeah. It's inexplicable. Like I don't have an explanation for what you're seeing. And it's and, and it's crazy because <laughs> when I was listening to you earlier when you were talking about T-boning the game and watching it, I did that, Gary, and I said, "Oh my God!" I oh said, my God! And I'm sitting here as an analyst. <laughs> And I'm taking notes, and and I filled up. I, I got to the middle of the second quarter. I'm looking at it right now. I got, I got a page and a half on on legal sized um, legal pad of notes, and I'm only in, I'm in like nine the nine minute mark of the second quarter, and I'm just watching play after play, and 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 I'm like, you know, I said this is ridiculous, and I and I just stopped. I mean, it 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 just, it was as bad as it gets. It's the problem, and, right? You know, but anyway, any, you got anything else other, other than defense? Because man, we're beating um, this defense to death here. Oh no! Well, yeah, I said it. We, we, you know, it's, it's kind of. You know, I ain't gonna beat a dead horse. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like the offense, I really like how the true freshman Linder played. I think he played very well for his first Amazing. live action to start. Amazing! I think they they did, had him making the line calls and everything. I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah, he did I think, I think, Yeah, I think he did one hell of a job, and you know. And I give kudos to uh, Coach Kehoe for that. He did a hell of a job getting him prepared, and hopefully he can build on that. And I just think the offense itself, it's, it's, it's going to get better. It's good now, but it's, it's, go, it's going to get better, much better. You know, and, and I just feel, why are we only giving Coley bubble, bubble screens? Well, they need they, they they need to do better than that with Coley, and I asked Al Golden about that today, and he agreed, and he said they got to find some way to get him going, and I and I think you're going to see that this week. Um, they they thought they had it started when they threw that deep ball to him at Duke, and he dropped it. Um, yeah. But without question, if if you're talking about failures on the offensive side of the ball from the first half of the season, Stacy Coley not being involved enough is without question one of them, and I think Dorsett needs to be involved more too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, definitely. And I think Herb Waters need to get the ball, too. Because even though whenever yeah, he gets the ball. They've started throwing it to him. You know, Herb Waters broke out in the Duke game, and they're starting to get it to him more. But, you know, Stacey yeah. Coley's good, too good of a player to be invisible. One more thing, Gary, and then I'm, I'm going to let you go for, for, for the week, and uh, and I'll get back with you on next Tuesday. What are they going to do with Trayon Gray? Uh, nothing, this, not much this year. He's not ready to play, guys. <laughs> no, no, I no, no, no. I don't, no, no. I don't want him to play. So what I'm yeah. saying is, this, is this a, a blown year for him, being that they can't? Right, yeah, he should have should have been redshirted like a whole bunch of them. <laughs> it's, it's it's totally <laughs> it's it's absolutely a blown year. I mean, he's 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 not contributing to anything. That's so I don't know, but um, you know, he's a big back. Uh, Ultimately, what what can they do with him? I don't know. You know, I mean, 
probably more of a fullback than a tailback, especially with the guys they have coming in. Maybe they can make him an H-back. Um, you know, I'm not. You know, I, I can't say with any definitive answer because I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think he's ever going to be the starting tailback at the University of Miami with with guys like Scarlett coming in, and, and if Dexter Williams' kid holds up and and Walton, no, I don't think he will. All Maybe right, Gary, I'll, keep me on, so keep me right, on hold, and I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you next Got Tuesday, it. Gary. Thank you always for being part of the show. All right, let's go out now to the 36 uh, – no, I, I take that back. Let's go out now to the 985. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, it's Gary's world. Hey, Gary, this is uh, Swagger from Louisiana. Hey, what's up, man? Swagger How you doing? doing? Doing good, man. Just want to let you know that uh, if we do end up going 6-6, uh, and 7-5, six and, six, and five, we end up in the Doug Dynasty Bowl in Shreveport. I'm going to be there. Yeah, that'll games. be on the list. That'll be in play. Good, good to hear you'll be there. Unlike Steve, who lives in Atlanta, who who didn't bother going to the game this past weekend. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and everybody in South Florida, I think, should should show up and support the kids uh, against Cincinnati uh, this weekend, regardless of what's going on with. With the abomination is the the staff and the scheme and everything else that everybody's been calling about tonight. Uh, I was just gonna kind of bottle everything up. I mean, the the, the year is obviously a disaster. Um, after the Georgia Tech game, I kind of changed my thoughts and ways after watching that abomination of a defensive. I guess I wouldn't even call it an effort the other night. Um, I mean, the onus is gonna fall on Blake James this December. Basically, Blake James is going to have to sit Golden down, and he's going to have to say, look, either change your defensive staff or you're gone. We want to give you another year. We know you went through the three years with the NCAA, but at this point, it's either you do this or I'm going to do this, and you resign or you're gone. One of those one of those three scenarios needs to happen. Because it well, just, what needs, it just to, can't go what on needs like to happen is, is Al Golden – needs to make sure he does not put his athletic director in that situation. The last thing that Blake James wants to do is have to go play heavy with Al Golden. Okay? Right. He wants Al Golden to run this program. Yeah, I, I hear you. But I what, know, what, I know choice, Blake well what choice is Blake going to have? I can say that definitively. He wants Al Golden to run this program, and he is going to want Al Golden to make those decisions and make those moves. And if Al Golden needs to come to him and ask for more money to, to, to for, for some staff – so he can bring in some better coaches um, on the defensive side of the ball. That you know, that's all well and good. But Blake James, the last thing he's going to want to have to do is walk into Al Golden's office in December and say, "Al, I can't allow you to do this." Well, I mean, I I, I see I see your point, but I, I mean, I just don't see how, as an athletic director, you can allow this to take place. Well, he's you know, not allowed. Being, being over. He's, he's allowing I, know, I know he's not allowed to, but he's hire. allowing he didn't he's hire. Remember now, he didn't hire anybody. He he inherited what's there. I, yeah, oh, no, no, no. I was, that was another now, point I wanted to make. Another allowed, point I wanted to make is, go ahead. He's allowing them to do their job, and and that's right. what they're paid for. He's, he's paying a head football coach, two and a, I believe, $2.5 million to head up that program. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Al mm-hmm. Golden's show. Al Golden makes the, calls the shots, and Al Golden should call the shots. Until it until it comes to fruition that Al Golden's not doing his job well enough, and and then it becomes his his responsibility as the athletic director to intervene and deal with that. 
and and off that point, I I agree with that. Off that point, he's got December. I, I mean, I, maybe you don't walk in there and you say that, but you you watch and you see what Al does. And if he doesn't do anything, and we get the same thing in 2015 that we're seeing right now, he's done. It's finished. It's over. You can't. You just you just can't keep going on like this. But another another point I wanted to make was that look, this is not on Blake James. You know, some calls about you know criticizing Blake James. This Blake James is basically the fall guy for Shalala, in my opinion. Who's no, not you know, yet. out the door in the next three months. There's no oh, fall guy on. yet. No, uh, you're still in midstream here. There's no fall guy yet. But well, I mean, okay, maybe we turn it around and go nine and three. But come on, Gary, what's the odds of that? And then you know you need Blake James kind of holding the bag. Here's what I'm saying: Blake James had no business going into Al Golden last. December and January and dictating what he should do with his program. Okay, it was the end of year three. It's Al Golden's no. show. Okay, now right. end of year four. I, I, my opinion is it's different. And that's and that's why I'm saying that's why I'm saying it. And it come December, if we're sitting there seven and five or God forbid six and six or worse, then I think Blake James has got some latitude to say now he might not want to do it. You know, it might be, you know, Al's show and all that, but, I mean, come on. As AD, I mean, you would be compelled. Like I said a a minute ago, Al Al needs to not put his athletic director in that position. Blake James has been been the perfect athletic director for Al Golden. Okay? He hasn't meddled. Sure. He lets him him do his job. Um, Al Golden needs to show the mutual respect. Blake James in a situation where he becomes the story. Could you, could get you imagine saying? a two thousand? I, I get what you're saying. Could you imagine a 2015 season though, if Blake allows that to happen and Golden does oh, nothing? It's gonna be a, it, and, it, it, oh it my god! This is nothing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Those guys are under a lot of pressure right now at the Hex Athletic Center. They're getting a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of complaints, a lot of unhappy people. Um, board members, boosters, fans, family members, everybody's upset. Okay? But and Coach Golden needs to do right by Blake James and not make Blake James the story in this deal in December. Gotcha. That's my opinion. And I'm going to try to have Blake, well, I, I hope I'm gonna try to have I Blake hope on, on this show next week. <laughs> he, might back, he might back out after if he's listening tonight, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got a few questions for I mean, him. <laughs> I mean, we got we, we got an angry group of fans, but um, you know that's really the way I feel. I mean, we had a guy call earlier tonight calling him a vagina. I mean, it's not fair. I mean, the it's guy. It's not fair. That's ridiculous. I mean, Blake James has done a good job as athletic director. He, he's improved facilities. He's raising money. The, the program's yeah. having success. The athletes are doing phenomenal in the academic arena. Um, the football program is struggling right now, and and it needs to be fixed. But, you know, like I said, I think it's Al Golden's job to fix it. He needs to do his job when December 1st gets here and, and not put his athletic director in the, in, the, in the position to where everyone's now looking at him to step in and intervene in a place where he doesn't want to intervene. All right, you got anything else tonight? I, I got, yeah, I do. I got two quick things, two quick things. One, what is this stuff about, about not having any money, about, you know, Miami not wanting to spend the money on, on, on assistance and all that? Because if that's – if well, that's they are. A problem, then we got to. No, they are. Well, yeah, I know, but they're but, spending more uh, money you know, than they ever have. They made one mistake, okay. in my opinion. They shouldn't have let Cristobal walk walk out the door. Mario Cristobal never should have got on a plane to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That was a mistake. 
But other than that, they are spending money. The coordinators are making more than they've ever made at Miami. And Al Golden's making as much as any head coach has ever made. So that's a bad rap. They are spending money. They might need to spend okay. a little bit more here. <laughs> you know, they to solve this problem they have right now. You know, they may need to dig a little deeper. But, yeah. you know, they are spending money. Well, okay. Well, last thing, you know, they always talk about it on the defensive side, you know, to, you know, Al's got that famous quote, trust the process. Well, how about trusting those South Florida players with the skill and the athleticism that they were brought up with through the years as they were kids and trusting those guys to play what they've learned and what they know and put to play aggressive and to play, you know, go get them, you know, uh, get them in the mouth defense and, and trusting, you know, what you have you know, in the area where you're at and not about, you know, being so steadfast in, in, uh, in your stubbornness to try to change everything that they've learned, you know, through their football years from Pop Warner all the way up to where you have them now. How about that? How about trust the kids? There's not yes. one kid playing defense on that football team right now, uh, and I'm pretty sure of this, that would tell you played the way they're being asked to play now growing up in peewee leagues, junior high, high school, middle, you know, wherever they've played football before in their lives, there's not one guy that would tell you that this is how he learned to play football. And I agree with you. And that is you. sad because this is not – Well, changed. I agree I mean, you. it's sad. It's a problem. It, it is a problem. Sad. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for All being right. part of this. Give us a call again next week. Thank you, Garrett. You got it. All right, 646-595-2048. We're at 1037. Got about 23 minutes of show left to go here tonight. Let's go out to the 484, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Hey, it's Philly. Hey, what's up, Philly? How you doing this week? Hey, man. I'm doing good, man. I actually wasn't going to call this week, but, you know, I was, like, listening. and was like, you know it's what? In blood, man. It's in your blood. Admit it. Yeah, man, gotta gotta you know, gotta speak on my my canes, man. I love my canes. I've been a cane since I was eight years old. You know, the only team, you know, I didn't like Penn State. You know, Temple never had a team. I saw the canes on TV one day. You know, it was a play where I, I was so young, I can't remember who it was, but it was a play where the uh, receiver I caught the ball from Miami, the DB fell down, and about twenty yards out, started dancing to the end zone, and I was like, yeah, who is this? And that's that's that's, that's been it for me. I've been a cane ever since. You know. And, I mean, I, you know what, Gary? I, I, I'm not going to talk about defense. I think that's what's been, like, running to the ground tonight. Um, I'm not going to talk about offense. It's, to me, it comes down, you know, at the end of the day, Golden end of the year is going to have to not just look at changing coordinators, but he to sit down and look at his philosophy, look at his philosophy of how he's training his players and developing his players. Because, you know, you, you, see, it, you see it within the team, offense and defense. You see that I talk about it all the time, the constant subbing, you know, whether it's defense or offense. Like, her waters will, will, will come in on first down and make a play, and he's immediately running off the field. Here comes Damari Jones, Malcolm Lewis, and Braxton Berrios. And I'm sitting here, like, and I'm like, why? Then, like I said, on defense, you'll see um, Bush and Crawford, the starting safety, on first down. Then second down, here comes Fentress. And um, and Carter, and it's like you know, like like the problem with Miami. People look at this. This is a lot. Of coaches go into coaching purgatory 
Because if you look at it, you have a, you have Eddie Jackson, who a three-star recruit, play receiver, go to Alabama, and he's starting at Alabama over five-star players. You have Eddie Jackson, who's starting at Alabama, wasn't even recruited by to Miami. Miami. Yeah, but but the thing but the thing that you know, Gary is you okay. You have Rashard Robinson go to LSU. They moved. They moved their starting their best corner, Jalen Mills, from cornerback to safety, and they're starting Patrick Johnson. You have Burgess at LSU showing us. I mean, Louisville showing out. Okay, so Sojourn Shelton from Plantation is now starting at Wisconsin. He's like he's like one. He's like probably one of the best corners in the Big Ten. And then you look at Miami. You said that we had on difference makers on defense. You know, and you're trying to find them on offense, and there's a there's a problem. You look at players like Herb Waters, you look at Dorsett, you look at Bush, Carville on defense, you look at Denzel Perryman, you look at guys like Chad Johnson, um, Jelani Hamilton. If these players had gone to the other schools, LSU's, then they will be like they they will be the best player on that team. But here it is, they're at Miami, and Everybody's wondering, okay, where are they? Where, where, why is why is Jamal why is Devin Bush or, or is Deion Bush getting subbed out for a walk on Fentress? You know that should not happen. Where if he was in probably Alabama, he would be and he would be a starting safety. So it comes down to it's like philosophy. Gold has to sit down and has to look and say, okay, what are we doing wrong? You're so right. I mean, yeah. and I've been on that I've been on that band, that bandwagon for for a long time now. I agree with you. They're playing way too many kids. But and the thing is, and, they're not. The thing is, I, I don't know. I don't know. If Golden is like the second coming of Larry Coker, where he's not challenging these kids. He's like he's baby and not challenging them. Because if you okay, if you look at it like like Virginia Tech and Michigan State, they challenge their corners and their defensive backs to make plays to be physical. And to go man to man sometimes. If you get beat, then you get beat. You get back up and make a play. I rem- I remember Brandon. I remember Brandon Mayweather had missed a tackle. Um, it was like I think 2007, 2008. Brandon Mayweather missed a tackle. No, just 2006. Mayweather missed a tackle. Even Larry Coker came onto the field and was like, "Come on, Brandon." Even Larry Coker got on Brandon, and it's like. Golden does not get into these players. He does not say, okay, I'm going to challenge you, you know, to, to, to make the play. I'm going to challenge you to, you know, you don't, go out there you don't and know play that. man-to-man. You don't know that. What you're but, saying, but, but, you have no, right now you have no idea what you're talking about because you don't know what he does. No, 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 because they're, okay, I mean, you know, you know if, you, if, we, if you're not, if, if you're not, you if you're not challenging them, if you're I mean, not, I'm, a, I'm being fair. I'm being fair, Gary. If, if you're not challenging them. I mean, it, the, the target is is the size of the moon. Okay, I mean, you can't miss it. Okay, but you well, gotta my, be fair. My, okay, you don't if know what he's challenging. If you're not challenging them, then then, then the constant you, subbing, then, 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 the kind of, then the constant subbing makes no sense because on one hand you're saying the defense is out there too long, but how can they be tired when you subbing them out first, second, and third down? I agree. I haven't have, seen. Anybody Close to being on an IV, except Denzel Perryman. So it makes no Denzel sense. was exhausted. If you're not I have challenging one them, one of the player in four years close to being on an IV at the end of the game. 
Exactly. So that's it to my, so the only conclusion you can come to is that is not, you're not challenging them. I'm going to the games. I'm, I'm, I mean, I made all of it. Two years ago, I made a game. You know, because I, I, I was living in Atlanta at the time. Now I'm back at Philadelphia. But I can't watch it on my TV. I don't see him getting in them players. Kirby Smart gets in them players. Chavis gets on them players. Will Munchak gets on them players. Brian Kelly gets on them players. Brent Venables gets on them players and challenges them. Or Narduzzi gets in them players and challenges them on the sideline. Okay, so you don't if, you don't know what's so, being said to the players, though. You're not being fair. Move on to another subject. You you really honestly okay. serious I'm being honest with you, you don't know what they're saying to the players. Okay. Okay, then obviously the the the, the, the southern makes exactly no sense then. Because it then Utah makes no sense. Because if you're challenging them to, to have endurance and challenging them to, to play with, with energy but you're constantly subbing them, and then you're complaining that, okay, the defense was on the field too long, then why? Why are you talking about you tough and, and having energy? You know, for years, Michigan State and Virginia Tech had sorry offenses, but you never really seen them getting blown out because their defense was on the field too long. You know, you know what? I'm going to go to this. My, my last point is if – if you know Golden decides to make a change, um, I'm, I'm hoping he makes a change. I said it on the message board, and I'm gonna say it again. I think there needs to be brief, brief firing. I think they need to go ahead and fire Franklin. Go ahead and let go of Paul Williams. And you know, I kind of take you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say maybe we can you can move the Nasrio down to linebacker coach. That's that, know, in reality, that's not gonna happen though. He's not gonna. You I know, mean, it's, he may yeah, never I mean, be a coordinator not, but, again. Not going to stay on the staff, but, but I, I will say you, you have you have Kevin you Patrick. Have to three guys at least. Well, I will say yeah, yeah, Kevin Patrick, who's now North Texas, D line coach, and a guy who you can get for defensive coordinator is David Renda from Wisconsin. He's making four hundred eighty thousand right now, and we can definitely go after him. So that's that's a guy we can definitely go after. We told you to make a, a change to the coordinator. I don't think it would help because the philosophy of Al Golden, you know, it has to change. That has to change in itself and how you develop players. Because I mean, okay, my my last point. This is my last point. I'll let you go. Um, I saw this past week. This past weekend, we had Marquise Gay out. He made that tackle on that dude where he picked him up and slammed him. Basically, did like a uh, a rock bottom on. Him. That, that, that gave encouragement for the future, huh? I, you know, I, I went crazy, but at the same time, I'm saying here, like, why is he playing and not registering? Why is Agreed. he in the game? I agree. That's the thing. I, I love the hit, but I'm saying here, like, why is he playing? I, I, you know, I, I said, yeah, hey, great show. I love it. Just keep me on hold, and I'll let you go and get some more callers. All right, man. Give us a call next week. I appreciate it. All right. Um Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go now to the three oh five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? Johnny O from Burr Road. What's up, Johnny O? What you got for us this week? Oh, doctor, doctor, let me lay down on my sofa. I keep I keep uh, going crazy. <laughs> oh, oh my God. All right, doctor, ask me some questions. I can't even think anymore. <laughs> Man, uh, here's 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 the thing. The last ten years, 
the top ten players, the top ten players, right, in the in, in recruiting. You know that for the last ten years we haven't gotten that even one of those guys. Johnny O, you're it's 100% correct. And, and, l- and let me tell you, about, you're 100% it's correct. It's not just about and, the, the, and, the coaching and, and the schemes and, and, and everything. Recruiting is as big a problem as anything, and nobody brings that up. You're absolutely right. This is a recruiting problem, too. Well, you know, I mean, University of Miami, to me, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable university, you know, and so I, why, what's going on? Why why are they not coming? Isn't Miami so beautiful and the University of Miami amazing? Got to do a better job with of a, With a nice, rich, rich tradition and history. Got to do a better job recruiting. Got to do a better job everywhere right now, Johnny O. Man, I, I you know. Otherwise, that, you might man, have I, stay on the couch, man. Just stay on that couch. Do you think? Do you think that we can can uh, Florida State if if we win all our all our games? Well, I uh, you know one week at a time. Right now, they got to beat Cincinnati. But the one thing I have felt the whole year is that they have enough DBs on this team to match up with Florida State and yeah. You know, I would like to think they can be competitive in that game. I, I have felt like they would be. Um, things are so bad, and what we're seeing is so pathetic that I can't make any predictions at this point. Uh, you know, it's it's been that it's been that week the last few weeks. But um, you know, when you talk about Nebraska and Georgia Tech, but uh, they do have enough defensive backs that can play on this team right now. You look at the way the corners are, are stacking up with you know Artie yeah. Burns. Elder, uh, Gunter, yeah. Trace Howard. You know, you're going to need to have most of those guys on the field at the same time against Florida State because of the way they play offense. They don't run the football very well. They do have the guys that can match up with that Florida State offense. Yeah, now, I, I can, believe. I can believe, they put a game uh, plan yeah, together believe, and get the whole team ready? We'll yeah, see. I believe you got a point because uh, if East Carolina can go to Virginia Tech and beat them, it's all about matchups. You're right. Matchups are huge, okay? And and the one yeah. thing that's gotten lost is how bad the matchups were for Miami. And I know the scheme yeah. stunk and the game plan stunk, but the yeah. matchups were bad also. Um, yeah. smash, did, did, Miami is not built for smash mouth football right now. You you don't have a defensive line. You've right, got one right. back that's got the toughness. Right. To, you don't have the personnel to go against an offense with a good quality offensive line that could smash the yeah. ball right down the throat. And you certainly yeah, aren't going to do it with your safeties 12 yards down the field. That, that's why I, I still have hope for every single game left. Every game stands on its two feet, Johnny O. Every yeah. game is its own beast. Just remember that. We can, we can, we can, we, we can, we can, we can win now and, and be eight and four going to a bowl game, win the bowl game, Absolutely. nine and four bowl, bowl winners. Hey, when when I did when I did my my prediction before the season, I figured they would come in right around eight games. And go now, to the, go they, to the bowl game, Georgia Tech. I mean, I didn't think they would lose to Georgia Tech, but did, did did they play that good, or did we did we mess up a couple of times and and make them think that they played that good? Johnny O, they played very well, but the point that I have is 
Miami has no idea. Miami is six games into this season. Miami has no idea right now whether they're good or whether they stink. Because they have not come close. In every game they've played against a decent opponent, they have not come close to game planning that thing up to give those kids a chance to be successful. Not even close. Not at Nebraska and not at Georgia Tech. And the Louisville game was a bad night at the office for James Coley because he he got too tight about playing a true freshman quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That, that was a different that was a different situation. But yeah. the game plans at major... Georgia Tech, Johnny O, were non-existent, yeah. and they never adjusted, and they never gave those kids a chance. And because of that, you have no idea what you have with this football team. No idea at all. Yeah. This could be the best team in the ACC, and you wouldn't even know it because you you have not seen. Right. Them put in a position to perform. That's my. That's opinion. one of the reasons I like the playoffs. You never know once you get there. You never know what can happen. You're a long way from the playoffs, Johnny. <laughs> You'll be yeah. watching the playoffs on, on your couch. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, when when we get there, you know. Yeah, you'll be watching on your couch. All right, you got anything my else? Two major things. Yeah, I, I want the last say. thing. Uh, one, the major thing was recruiting. You know, big thing, and the last thing was all of the players that have played at the U. They have so much experience right now, you know. Where where are they? Are they purposely not coming to to coach, to 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 to, to pitch in, to give, to help? Well, right right where now they're, they're not coming around. They're not coming around very much right now. You and know, they haven't you, been. You, you, well, you've seen the comments. They're 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 down right now. They're they're. You know, but what about the last two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years? We still haven't had a player to come back and coach us. There were a few guys up there in Atlanta. Who did I see? I saw Andre King. I saw Shayon Green. You know, guys pop in here and there. But um, no, I'm talking about the coaches, the old school guys. Oh well, everyone, everyone's not a coach. You know, Ray Ray Lewis is not going to come coach your linebackers, Johnny. Huh? <laughs> you know, he's getting paid a bunch of money to do TV. He's got a bunch of money in the bank. I'm sure. You know, he had a great career. He's not coming here and working, you know, 100 hours a week and coaching your linebackers. Michael Barrow was an exception. You know, it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. Some guys want to be coaches and are willing to do it. Lamar Thomas is over there at Louisville right now being a receivers coach. He loves it. You know, it's for some guys it's for, some guys it's not. Um, it's well, a brutal, you mentioned three a, guys, and then one of them is already Lamar Thomas, right? He should be here. You know, where is um, everybody maybe, maybe else? Maybe one day he will be. You know, if he doesn't piss off too many people while he's recruiting for Louisville. Maybe one day he will be. But, um, you know, coaching is not for everybody. It's a brutal profession. So, you know, anyway, let me let you go. Right let me let a yeah. few other people get on here tonight and uh, give yeah. us a call again next week. Hey, I only had to wait two hours and 45 minutes, man. I'm happy. But you got to listen to the show the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, I fell asleep twice, but it's all good. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, sorry. Uh, but uh, we, <laughs> Take care, we appreciate man. Thank it, you, man. man. Hey, great call. Right. Give us a Put call next hold. week. Hey, all just right, call man. earlier and you won't have to wait so long. All right. Yeah, John. all right. All right. All right, man. <laughs> wow, sorry about that. 646-595-2048. It's the People Show, and the people are speaking and lining up. Wow, two hours and 45 minutes. That's uh way. All right. Let's go out to the 510. You're now live on King Sport Live. <laughs> Finally, uh, you're talking Oaktown Kane from Oakland, California. Hey, man, have you been um, on hold for two hours and 45 minutes, too? Actually, for two weeks, but I had to stop and do other things. 
But oh, all right. um, well, hey, we just just want to just want you to know we we all myself all the listeners we appreciate all you guys that are calling and and being patient. Okay. And I, well, I'm, I'm just gonna make a, I'm just gonna make a, a I'm gonna make a couple of brief comments very quickly. The WQAM interview with Darren Smith puts it in a synopsis very, very well, number one. Uh, number two, when you talk about uh, go out and get big-time coaches, when you bring in a program, when you bring in a coach like Golden and you paid him all of this money, you're going to lose recruits because every time I turn on the TV and look at the game out here, it looks like a bomb crater inside of uh, the stadium. You're yeah, losing revenue. You're not saying I said that, right? Well, no, I mean, but it's been inferences made that they don't want to pay the coaches. I mean, first of all, Miami is a big time program, and you know, and you know, you got to pay. This is the going rate these days. And um, I'm sorry when you sit down and say that Golden is not responsible. I mean, when you say that the defensive tackles just to start there are not doing this, and Franklin is this and that and the other. I mean, hell, he's working for two people. D'Onofrio, as well as Golden. You have not seen a uh, – Darren Smith said today, he said you could take any player and interchange them from four years ago, and they're doing the same thing. And that's the whole point. They're running a system that's not designed for the kids to be playing in. And so, you know, it makes it really, really difficult. And when you see the kids, they look lifeless out there. I've been a hurricane. First of all, I, I grew up in Florida. Went to high school at Ohio in Cincinnati, and then I'm out here in California. So I've seen good football my whole life. And, you know, it's very, very disappointing. And I'm rocking the U hat out here, and people look at me like I'm on battery acid, okay? And so. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the bottom line is I'm going to stick with them. And to me, you said that Golden and D'Onofrio did everything together, and they were buddies, they were this, but he's also going to get him fired together too. And so I think it's very unfortunate that I think the press have been soft on Golden, to be quite honest with you. They've allowed him to do a lot of things, and, and you know, and, and I think he may be the stubbornest coach I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, when I'm looking at my television and I'm seeing defensive backs not even in my widescreen, in the same area code. That's that's very unfortunate. And um, well, you know, it is when the other team's running the ball every down. And then I'm and I'm gonna go back and I'm I'm gonna look at with the Blake James situation. I mean, first of all, I'm sure that he's got to be getting pressure from alumni, big time donors, and 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 making some of the same comments behind the scene. And if you buy out Golden, it's just like what they did with uh, Weiss. I mean, shit. I mean, excuse me. Weiss is owed like sixty some million bucks from a from a plethora of schools, and so it makes sense. Look, cut your ties. The guy's been here four years. He's recruited all of these kids, and the kids are not playing the kind of football that they want to play. And I'm and the guy who who called from Atlanta and said he talked to a player. Who said that he had to play what was what was he was being told to play? I'm sure there's a lot of kids on there. I mean, I'm reading now online that the parents are even commenting on this. So I mean, Ray Charles is and he's dead and blind. Okay, so I think it's very important that the people need to understand, and particularly the press. You keep saying that D'Onofrio and Golden's a great guy. There's a lot of great guys, but that doesn't mean that you're talented. Especially at this well, particular level, I mean, it's it's looking like they're over their heads. 
right now. You know, I mean, it, it, and, and now, and if I you mean, look at it on over the head for a long time. And, it, it, you know, if you look at it, honestly, there's nothing on their resumes that would make you say, oh, no, that couldn't possibly be true. You know, I mean, this, this, isn't, this isn't the same as working at Temple. It's not. Well, you know, it's funny. I went to a Mac school. I went to Ohio University for three years before I transferred and came out to California. So I know what Mac football, the Mac is about. And I'm not saying they're not great players there, but it's definitely not Hurricane. Okay. Hurricane style football, so you know, and I mean, I, I'm 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 actually dumbfounded, absolutely dumbfounded to sit and see the same product, and I can't wait to see the game. And when the game come on after the second or third quarter, you know, I feel like, oh my God, what are these people doing? I mean, why can't they make adjustments? That's the part that this is. It's, and then the problem that I really had when Golden was asked about these issues, about did you change the aggressiveness in the play, everybody saw there was an aggressiveness in the Duke game, and he could have been saying, no, we didn't do it. And I'm saying to myself, come on now. But, look, I know this is the end of the show. I don't want to take up any more uh, people's thunder. But, yeah, there are some West Coast Kane fans, okay? All right, man. Hey, we're glad you called. Great call. And I'll try to call back some of the time, but I, I, I've been I, on the I would phone. end the sh- I would end the show on that on that note. But I know I got some more people who've been on hold for a couple hours. I understand. Uh, okay, so thank I'm gonna you go very much. I'm, I'm going overtime here, and I'm going to try to squeeze one or two more in. So thank you for being part of the show. All right, let's go out to the uh, seven eight six where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey Gary, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's this? How you doing? This Pete Jones Jr. in Paris. Listen, hey, what's up, Pete? Go ahead. I'm a realist. I'm a realist, and I know that they're not going to that Golden would not be fired during the season. Probably would not be fired after the season. But I'm, I'm going to give you a quick analogy, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to make one point, and I'm going to let you take another call. Al Golden reminds me of a father that's taking his family on vacation, and they're driving from Florida to Texas. And Al Golden is heading north, and when he gets up trying to in the Panhandle, instead of making a left to head west. He's still going straight. And everybody in the back seat with maps in their hands are saying, Dad, you're going the wrong way. And that dad said, you know what, I'm driving. I know what I'm doing. Let me keep going. And he ends up in Canada. That's how stubborn he is. So with that said, I just hope the University of Miami do not make the same mistake Texas did when they let go of Mac Brown. I think they did it a year too late because it set the program back even further and it gave Texas A&M Two years worth of leg work up on them, and Charlie Strong is fighting. He's fighting. He's going to be fighting for his, his job for the next two years, and I don't think he's going to be able to turn it around because the program is set back too far. I don't want UM to make the same mistakes. Well, These I think you have. Don't have to, I think. Wait, time out for a minute. I think you have to acknowledge okay. he he made a mistake not making changes in the, after right. the bowl game. All right. I don't. Right. I, I don't think. This, I think that's pretty obvious right now. Right. Um, so you right. have to acknowledge that you're sitting here in year four. The head coach screwed up, didn't make adjustments that he needed to make at the end of the last right. season. If he right. voluntarily makes them now, you have to give him the opportunity to do that. Every head coach well, that's it. Yeah. that was successful. Wait, let me just say one thing. Every head coach, and then I'll let you keep going on. Every head coach that has been successful at Miami had to make staff adjustments in the middle of the game. And when they made right. them, that's when they turned the corner. 
You have to give Al right. Golden the opportunity to do the same thing. If he digs his heels in and refuses to make them, now you got a bigger problem on your hands. Exactly. Now, listen, with that said, Mr. Florida State University himself, Bobby Bowden, was basically nudged out because boosters and fans and high alumni thought that the game had passed him by, that the program was going in a different direction. Florida State had enough guts, even though it pissed a lot of people off, including the Bowden family, but they have enough guts. After all what Bobby Bowden did and put Florida State on the map, they nudged him to the side for someone who they thought was better. And look what the results were. If Blake James were to earn his stripes, if it comes down to if this team goes 6-6 six and six at the end of this year, there's no way they can keep Golden. No way they can keep him. I love Golden. I love his school. I like him. He stirred us into some trouble. Some, some, he stirred us out of some tough times during this, this Nevin Shapiro scandal, and I'm willing to give him the benefit of every doubt as I've been given him. But if this team with this talent goes 6-6, six and six, I think you keep James Coley, you keep um, um, Herdy Brown, like you said, and you keep Ice Harris. Everybody else is fair game. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get off the phone, Gary. Uh, uh, you, you had a caller bring up earlier that if they get rid of uh, D'Onofrio, they would like to see a, uh, a, a, a couple of like a couple of changes as far as the D-line coach and um, coordinator. Well, we got a good D-line coach right here in this town. Just hope the Dolphins blow him out, which is Casey Rogers. I would love to see him coaching this defense, someone on the defense, whether it's the coordinator or the D-line. And I'm going to hang up, Gary, and thanks for all you do, man. I, I love listening to all the right, show. And, uh, all right, appreciate it. Hey, hey, great call. Thank you. All right, final call of the night. Let's go out to the 504. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, what's going on, man? How you doing? I appreciate you letting me in on this last call. Man, make I'm, it good, um, man. Go ahead and make man, it count. check it out. All right, so I'm from New Orleans. I live in Atlanta, man. I was at the game on a 30-yard line. Yes. And uh, surround, surround, right there, man, in the middle of it, surrounded around nothing but Georgia Tech people. And um, I'm going to tell you this, Gary. Um, <laughs> Canes didn't even look like a, 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 a college team, man. They really looked like physically just a, just a, just no emotion, no passion. Um, it, it was tough, man. It was really, really difficult. Well, just, just let me say this. That. It's not fun. Let me just say one thing here real quick in that regard so we don't forget about it. It is not fun playing Georgia Tech if you're a defensive football player. That is a pain in the butt to deal with. You're getting your butt kicked every single play. I mean, it stinks, okay? So if you're not in position to make plays to keep the juice flowing and you're sitting there getting your butt kicked by those guys, you're going to be depressed. Go ahead. Gary, it got to the point where my girl, she's from uh, the Midwest, she said, who's that guy on, on your sideline with the tie? I said, that's the coach. She said, listen. She said, she said, listen, I grew up Ohio State fan, and I know one thing about Miami and the edge and the passion, and I don't see it. They had people around me just basically saying, man, the talent Miami has, there's no one in the world that you guys should be losing this game. And then I got one, one last thing to say. Um these four individuals need to go. Uh, first, Jeth- Jethro Franklin, I don't know what he was doing. I watched him the whole game. I mean, obviously, he was trying to co- communicate signals to the D-line. He needs to go. Paul Williams needs to go. Denafrio. And a lot of people hadn't seen anything about this guy, but I think he needs to not be um, in the position that he's in. It's Brent, uh, Brendan Carroll. 
he is he he has no experience as a wide receiver coach, maybe a tight ends coach, but he's been for the most part no, in his career. But, but but you know but what? The wide about, receivers no, are playing that. well, man. The wide receivers are but, playing but, well, and and they, I understand they, what you're saying. Are they really really developing? Are they really 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 developing? Stacy so, Coley. I think so. I think okay. they are. Look at Stacy Coley. If you had Stacy, and I, I'm not going to compare any other program, but you look at Stacy Coley, the raw talent that kid has. There's no way in the world that he's not the top five receiver in college football. No way in the world. And Dorsett, these guys are not developing. And I'm telling you, these position coaches, Williams and Franklin, man, I was at that game, and it just it just broke me. Like, man, like, I, 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 I just didn't – it was so frustrating, man. It was just to the point where, you know, and I know you've been covering the team forever, Gary. I, I'm. I just hope that. What you know, hope they they can make these changes, man, because it is um, it's difficult to watch. It's not. Um, it's not fun, man. Which I mean, I, I still love the Canes, but it's just. It's really not 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 fun to watch, man. When you see a team that's just reading and reacting, not being aggressive, not being assertive, letting nothing, letting. Another team with inferior athletes, inferior athletes determine, you know, control the game. That is crazy, man. That is absolutely ridiculous. So I, 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 I don't know, man. I just uh, it was it was frustrating. I was I was excited. You know, I'm always support the team regardless of if they won two games or they won twelve or thirteen. But to see those kids, man, they they didn't even have passion. Um, they got to the point where it was just like they threw their hands up, and the same it was the same scheme, and Tech kept running the same play over and over. And I just man, at one point I had my hands on my head. I said, "This, this is crazy. This is just well, this can't be real." You know, the kids are frustrated. Hopefully, they have a better day on Saturday uh, against Cincinnati, and uh, we'll come back next Tuesday night and um, hit the reset button and, and, and see where things are at. And um, but one, hoping, one last thing. Hoping, even uh, with this game, even with this Cincinnati game, even if they they go in and they win, and then they whatever the record comes out to be, those they got to make those changes, man. They got to make position coach changes. It's imperative for the team moving forward. They have to because um, it's no way in the world with all that talent down in South Florida, all that talent, all that talent that Miami should should be losing. I mean, they should be winning 19 games. Players not getting developed as position coaches, Gary. So I appreciate you taking my call. And I didn't get a chance to meet you in Atlanta. But um, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. At least you were there. Unlike Steve. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a supporter. That's my team. And, um, so you keep me on hold. I don't know any more calls coming in, or is it? Is nah, that we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna put it to bed for the night. It's eleven ten. Okay. <laughs> we, we've had three <laughs> hours and ten minutes. I think everyone's ready to go to bed. So, um, but thank you for being part of the show. No, I appreciate it, Gary. Man, thanks. All right, I want to thank everybody that called in tonight. Uh, great show as always. Um, and for those that didn't get on, I apologize. Um, you know, we'll 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 go at it again next week. I'm hoping to have Blake James with us next week. We'll let you know on the message boards and um, Twitter. Um, if if you didn't get scared off by tonight's show, I mean, one guy came on earlier and he even called him a, a vagina, but it's not fair. Blake James does not hold any responsibility for what's going on 
Um, but it'll be great um, if he does join us next week to get his opinions on a lot of these different issues. Uh, so thank everybody for being part of the show. Uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday at Sun Life Stadium. High noon, Cincinnati. Don't boycott the game. Get on out there. Have a good time. Take your kids um, and enjoy Hurricane football that hopefully will put a better showing out on the field uh, this Saturday. So um, good talking, everybody. We'll see you next week.